Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This program to bring you a special bulletin. You're listening to BTW. I'm Wildcat Dad 17. You're listening to BTW. Good luck and get good. You're listening to BTW. I am Dino. Good luck and get good. You're listening to BTW, and we're going to drop some PvP knowledge. I'm AstroZombie954, and we're going to drop some PvP knowledge. You're listening to BTW. Good luck and get good. You're listening to BTW, and we're going to drop some PvP knowledge on all you suckers. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the BTW Beginner to Winner PvP Podcast. My name is Wildcat Dad Seventeen, and I'm Dino. And today is Tuesday. Yeah, you heard that right. We're recording on a Tuesday night, January thirty first, the last day. It's February's coming, Dino. Are you ready for this, dude? The month went by so quick. I know, right? Uh, this week we have a really awesome show. We're we're joined by a really awesome guest. If anyone's listened to It's Super Effective or watched PKMN Cast on Twitch, we are joined by the one and only SBJ, aka Steve, aka PKMN Pass. He does have a lot of names. What's up, Steve? How's it going? <laughs> That's me. Uh, it's going well. Uh, things are all right. Thanks for having me. Uh, this was like like two months in the making of like scheduling issues. Yeah, it's, it seems like somebody's right? busy or something here. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> dude gets around the world playing Pokemon Go anymore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I think I reached out over the summer and I'm like, yeah, I know you can't do this over the summer because, you know, all the 18 Go Fest you're attending and Safari right. Zones. It's like, let, let's aim for the winner and then reach out the winner's like, <laughs> Oh, you're still just as busy as always. It's almost like yeah. this is your job or something. <laughs> yeah, I think some Pokemon Go content creators, especially if they live in the Midwest, they can they can take a a, a little bit of a break in the winter because it's just cold out. It's hard to play when it's freezing outside. Um, myself included, I take uh, I, I dial down the Pokemon Go a lot in the winter, um, but 
just so happens the Pokemon company likes to release other games in the winter. So it's a decent trade off. Yeah, I was going to say it worked out almost perfectly timing about the time it's time to chill out for the winter. Here comes Scarlet and Violet. And now you have literally two more years worth of content ready to go at your fingertips. <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just quickly for those that don't know you, Steve, tell us, tell the people a little bit about who you are, where they can find you and, you know, what you do. Sure. Uh, so I'm a full-time Pokemon content creator. I've been uh, creating content for almost 13 years now. Uh, when I started making content, uh, you know, Twitch wasn't really a thing. YouTube was still pretty, pretty new, especially in like the Pokemon space. Um, so I started off the worst way possible, just making podcasts, which have very hard discoverability. Um, and I just did that as like a hobby and things, uh, a hobby at the time. And then, uh, the company I worked for, I had a very like, I I loved my nine to five. I had a very, I had a salary nine to five job, loved it. Uh, the company went out of business, which was before COVID, although I'm sure it would have went out of business because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when that company went under, uh, I decided to try to create content full time, which led into more podcasts and then Twitch. Um, and now in the last like year or two, I've gotten into like Instagram and, and YouTube and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I just make Pokemon content uh, the best I can and try to be entertaining and bring people. Uh, well, my show, It's Super Effective, is, is primarily Pokemon news. I know there are Pokemon anime podcasts, Pokemon TCG podcasts, Pokemon Go podcasts like yourself. Um, but my podcast has always been every bit of Pokemon news across the Internet um, to let people know what's happening through all of those categories uh, throughout the week. And if, if you remember, we had last summer, y'all, we had Greg on. Greg is also one of the co-hosts of It's Super Effective. So I I can't recommend the podcast enough. It's actually one of the three podcasts I, I must listen to every week. Like, I do not let myself fall behind. <laughs> Minecraft Update, It's Super Effective, Our Show, and Roundtable Chaddock. Those are the, you know, technically the four shows every week that must be consumed. Of course, if I'm on our show, I don't listen to our show, obviously, because who wants to hear my voice? What are you doing, <laughs> crazy people? Um, but let's just, you know, do a quick check in before we hop in a little bit more and learn about Steve. Uh, Dino, how was your week? Uh, week was good. Uh, well, nothing too crazy. I feel like I I mean, even a Wildcat would probably say this, that he didn't. Did you do any of your grind sessions this like past week? I went out on Saturday for about an hour, but we'll talk about my week and, and the no, 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 right. because like if if you didn't even do anything, like I I had to like basically like force myself to like actually play. Uh, but I mean, obviously, I did my you know GBL sets, of course, because you know I'm addicted to it, so I have to finish each set. Uh, but yeah, overall, not, nothing too crazy. You know, got a few shinies, nothing uh, worth mentioning, but. Just, you know, very chill week, I would say. What about you? Uh, my week was anything but chill. Um, so I, I, you know, I've mentioned before, I work in sales. So my company on a annual basis hosts what we call a sales kickoff, where they literally fly every bit of the sales organization. Most, a lot of the engineers, just half the company comes to Chicago of all places every January. <laughs> um, but with the state of the world, you know, we haven't done that since January of 2020. So you put 400 people in a room that haven't seen each other in three years in person. And you could imagine how my week went. 
um, not only that, they scheduled us in, you know, actual schedules, 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily. And then like 10 to 1 was, you know, hanging out at the hotel bar and enjoying catching up. So it's it was just insane. Steve, I know it's too cold to play Pokemon Go, but I know you've been streaming a lot. You had the Greninja event this week. How was how was your week? Uh, good. Yeah. I mean, like I, I do still try to make time for pokemon go uh but that that my time is like restricted to when can i go to the mall of america because there's (laughs) really nowhere (laughs) else to like it was it was 11 degrees today um oh god so like it's like it as soon as i stepped outside i was like i don't want to do this i don't even want to walk to my car it's (laughs) it's brutal out here um so yeah, like uh, like last week I did go for the Tapu Koko hour. Uh, the great thing about Mall of America is there's like, hey, gosh, I think there's like 12 gyms and like 40 Pokestops or something. Um, so it's like very convenient. I think that was like the last time I turned on a Lucky Egg and Stardust and I like grinded before Tapu Koko showed up, did Tapu Koko, didn't get a shiny, um, and then grinded a little bit afterwards. And then, yeah, this past weekend was Greninja. Um which uh, has been really good. Like the raid stuff has been really good for me. And I think it's because I like it so much and people can tell that I like it so much. So um, what I do is I I build Pokemon that uh, groups of people can use. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who just build solo builds, um, but not everyone wants to play a game solo, right? You mean everyone shouldn't be using um, stored power slow bro? (laughs) What what, what are you talking about here, Steve? (laughs) it's funny i made the joke i was like aren't you guys all in discord communities because people are like i don't have anyone to play with i was like aren't i guarantee you guys are all in like 10 discord communities right like don't tell me you don't have people to play with why else are you in these discords um so yeah i i built a uh i built about six different pokemon that would work really well with each other so you know if one pokemon if one person picks one another person picks another those pokemon synergize um and i did this for charizard i did this for cinderace but greninja seemed really successful um in that where you know people want to find other like-minded people to raid with so they end up coming to my community or my channel and it was a great time uh super super great and it's for me it's really rewarding even though like the rewards in scarlet and violet aren't that amazing it's like rewarding to like help people get greninja because you know you you still have varying degrees of skill sets right like even the one person can do it pretty quote-unquote easily with with slow bro, that doesn't mean a person who's, you know, not so good at video games can accomplish that. So, you know, if somebody's favorite Pokemon is Greninja and they're struggling and they come to my community and my community is able to help them, that like that's just such a great feeling to help those people accomplish it. Kind of like the same. I, I remember, sorry, sidetrack. I remember when Mewtwo came back to Pokemon Go and my mom like just wanted Mewtwo. And I was like, oh, well, we can do it on community day. We can just jump into this raid. I'm sure there'll be like 12 other people to be fine. She's like, oh, I don't have good counters. I don't have good Pokemon. I'll never get Mewtwo. It's like, it's it's okay, mom. Like, there'll be plenty of people here to get Mewtwo. That's all she wanted. We got, the, obviously, we got the Mewtwo. There was more than enough people to do Mewtwo. And then she was so scared about catching it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I I think that, like, that's, that's such a good feeling to see, like, somebody wants a Pokemon. They're very worried about getting it. They don't want to ask for help. We get we get them to that level where they can get it, and they're just like over the moon. And and so yeah, it's a good feeling. It's it's funny that he mentions that. I think I know me and Wildcat probably know this because actually I think this is why he's smiling over there because I think he knows what I'm going to say. It's kind of like the same feeling for us when we help somebody gain Elo in PvP, so gain points essentially. Yeah, and like giving them a team that works for them because you know so they're struggling to gain points in GBL. 
Um, so for us, it's very rewarding to hear like, hey, I'm finally hitting this new rank for the first time. So like, it, it, I, I feel like when you said that, I'm like, yo, that feels the same way for us. It's like very rewarding to hear people like get to that level. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. And that's one of the things that, you know, I, I enjoy about your community is you're you're very encouraging. Even when people are coming in, I, I, I was watching one stream and just dude was throwing all the wrong moves. You could definitely tell his Pokemon was not level 100. Like, okay, look, just please take a breath and click this button. If you click this button, we can win. Just Please, <laughs> so I, I could just I could I know in the back of your head you're sitting here having to screams like it's not this hard just listen but like the, as well as you just stay calm and you're like okay let let me teach you let me and look yo Pokemon is a game for kids it's also stupidly complex for us adults when you actually get into all the minutia of it and whether that's VGC TZ, TCG or Go they're all complex in the end. It may seem simple when you're looking on the outside of it. Oh, this is grass. I click fire. Mm -hmm. That's simple. But when you get into EV, IV, um, catches, baits, all this different, you know, minutia of the game. These games are actually pretty awesome. So uh, it's like I said, it's awesome to see that Um, this week. As far as what we've been up to is BTW community. I on Saturday did a stream with Mystic Sparkle. We had her on. Um, Really awesome stream. One of the craziest things I've ever seen happen. So we're playing sets of five. In our first set, we battled three of the five trainers, exact same trainer, one after another. Like, I feel like she would insane. battle them, and then I battled them the next set on stream. <laughs> we went one and six. Oh. Or one and five. <laughs> Even knowing the team, we between the two of us, we were only able to be one of them. Uh, yeah, so that was, <laughs> that's what happens when I stream, is I drop ELO because I'm more interested in what chat's saying than playing the game, obviously. Sounds about right. Uh, yeah. And then we did some coaching with Soren Roses. That went well. I think he, he went all positive except one set, wasn't it? Yeah, he went all positive except for one set. You know, obviously, we went over the stuff that he could improve on. Uh, you know, could have gotten more points, but, you know, we, that's why he's there, you know, to learn, mm-hmm. so... So we're going to do things. We're going to go ahead and hop over into an interview with Steve just to look, get, get to know a little bit more about him, how he came into this community, and kind of what he does in his free time that is not Pokemon. So Steve has not seen these questions. I, I have not. Also, Ma- Matthew and uh, Dino has not seen these questions, mostly because there's no actual questions written down because I don't script things. Um, so we kind of talked about you know who you are, where people find you. So we got through the easy stuff. So... I'll give you one more easy give me. And I kind of know the answer because I've listened to your show for so long. Um, where did you get your start with Pokemon? Tell oh, us about um, your start of Pokemon journey. Yeah, my uh, my start of Pokemon was because of my older sister. Uh, we would she would um, gosh, we would have been in like fourth or fifth grade, I think, around that time. I, I was the target market uh, for like the anime and a lot of the early marketing of Pokemon Go. Um, so she would always get up really early for for school because like she was just getting into makeup and all that stuff. So it would take her really long. So she would just turn on cartoons like most kids would. Um, and I remember Dragon Ball Z and some other gar- cartoon being like very early morning. And then after Dragon Ball Z was eventually Pokemon made that rotation. Uh, and so I think I caught the third or fourth episode of the anime. Um, it was the I think it was maybe the. The third one where it was all the Pikachu running on the treadmill. Um, maybe that's the second one, but it, it, it 
very early on. And I was just hooked on that episode. And then um, I would wake up early just to, to watch that. And then obviously, eventually that got made it to like um, primetime television. So it came out at like what, four in the afternoon on like WB Kids or whatever. So eventually I was able to see the very first like one or two episodes I missed because they restarted the series. Um, so yeah, that's how I got into the Pokemon in general was just that t- the, the, the anime. It was just a giant 28 minute commercial. Um, and then I found out the games were coming, merchandise was coming. So, uh, you know, I think, I think my phase before that was maybe like Godzilla or something like big monsters. Cause I think the Godzilla movie was like early nineties as well or something like that. And then prior to that was probably like power Rangers or something, right? Like as a kid, you're trying to think just, of like just the, the things you jumped to nineties. Come yeah. on. The 90s best things the best for sure. Stuff. um so yeah yeah i i was uh i was pretty i was pretty hooked into that and then i believe i believe the pokemon games came out in september red and blue um and then i didn't get them until that christmas we got game boy pockets for christmas and then my sister got red because i don't know my parents thought red was a girl color and i got blue because obviously blue for boys very stereotypical boomer parents um even though like you know i think like most young boys like charizard like charizard's like (laughs) that dragon icon that like all like little kids like um so yeah uh i mean i was into video games before that we had original like fat game boys um we had like the marios the zeldas the the donkey kongs and stuff so it was like cool to upgrade to uh the game boy pocket and then get pokemon but Um, did they get you a link cable no link cable no never never had a link cable yeah, I've talked about this before. My parents were very against the link cable because they didn't see the value in it. I think well, link cables were like fifteen bucks in the nineties. Um, yeah, they never, they never saw value. I if if kids came over to like trade, they would bring their link cable, and so I like I did experience like trading and on all that stuff, but it was always because of other kids having a link cable. My parents were very stingy on that. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> so so you said you watched it as a cartoon in the nineties or in the mornings in the nineties. What cereal are you eating? Because we all know that's what we wake up. We wake up, get a bowl of cereal, oh, and sit down for our morning cartoons. See, my my parents were very cheap. Uh, there was five kids, and only my dad worked. My mom would stay at home. So, I mean, maybe I, I get it. I get it now as an adult of like, oh, kids are expensive. <laughs> uh, so instead of Cocoa Pebbles, we had like the the big bag of Cocoa Pebbles that was called like Cocoa Rocks or something, like the off-brand name. Yes, so was, I so, know that. <laughs> So it was like either the big bag of fake Cocoa Pebbles or the big bag of fake Fruit Loops, which was probably called like Fruit Hoops or something like that. So th- those were probably my go to in the morning. Nice. Uh, Matthew, I think you said you have a question. Yeah. Um, going into when you had mentioned earlier about how um, you are a full time content creator for uh, Pokemon, um, but you had a f- uh, nice salaried full time job when. Uh, your the company uh, closed. Was your decision to go into uh, content creation for Pokemon uh, full time um, out of necessity, or was it just because you had already been experiencing a lot of success in your content creation, and it was a um, a natural step to go into because of the hard work that you'd put in? Um, that's a great question. I think it was because I think I was able to do it because I've already I was already doing it for so long and I already had an audience. 
Um, so a good example is like when people start streaming on Twitch for the full time for the first time or, or whatnot, they might say like, oh, I only had like two people watching me or I only had like no one showed up for my stream. Um, and it's because they didn't build an audience elsewhere to like direct them to Twitch. So like when I first started streaming on Twitch, my first Twitch stream had like 25 people, uh, which is much different than one or two people. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I. When I lost my job, I, I had a small um, Patreon for the podcast. Patreon was relatively new uh, around that time. Um, and I think the Patreon was making maybe like 400 or $500 a month. And I remember telling them like, hey, just a heads up, I lost my job. Uh, I'm going to try to focus on content, you know, as I apply for other things. You know, I also have unemployment for a couple months. Unemployment required me to apply for, I think, four jobs a week in order to keep it. Uh, which was also like a full-time job. I didn't realize how like applying for jobs is of like a full-time job. <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, but when I announced on Patreon that I was going to up my content as I was looking for something, uh, my Patreon like doubled. I went from like $400 a month to like twelve to $1,300 a month because people just upped their pledges um, and more people signed up because uh, I believe I announced on Twitter and stuff. Um, and then I saw because I was streaming more on Twitch, you know, prior when I was still working nine to five, I was only streaming twice a week. I was only streaming like Sunday nights and I think it was like Thursday nights. And it was just, you know, I, there was no like end goal, right? It was just, I was streaming just a stream. Um, and then I started streaming almost five days a week at night. And I just saw the numbers ticking up, uh, more and more people following, more and more people like never hearing of the podcast, but joining on Twitch for the first time. And so after like, pretty discouraged like after being discouraged you know applying to you know i think 20 jobs the first like two or three weeks of being unemployed and like literally getting no bites um my wife and i at the time crunched the finances and was like well i theoretically we're, we're good for like six more months like i had a savings um and so she was like i don't like and she's like if you get a job you can't stream or do this as much so like i wonder like maybe this is the opportunity to like kind of push because if you go back to a job, which is nice, um, when will you have an opportunity to try this again? So, right. Uh, yeah. And, and you're in content creation, your YouTube channel alone is at 80,000, uh, subscribers and you've amassed 26 and a half million views, which is incredible. And it seems like you're releasing content, daily on the youtube side of things in addition to streaming multiple times a week how much um how many hours a day are you putting into developing content across multiple platforms oh uh a lot <laughs> yeah um i i don't think that i i don't want this to come off as a brag i don't think anyone should be working more than 40 hours a week. I feel like even working 40 hours a week feels like you have no free time. Um, and right. I, I feel like I'm pushing probably like 60 to 70 hours a week. So I, I, I don't think like, I don't want that to come off as like, oh, you, everyone should be doing this. I really, I, I, I wish I was working 30. I think everyone should be working significantly <laughs> less and still be able to like pay all their bills and like have free time and stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, I... I, I've gotten better at putting out content in the way of optimizing my time. So, for example, when I go live on Twitch, I usually go live with a plan of like, 
what out of today's stream can I turn into content? Um, so for example, uh, the before Greninja came, uh, I did two full streams of calculating different counters for Greninja, and those streams were, were really successful. But out of those streams, which was about 10 hours of streaming, I was able to condense that into a 20-minute YouTube video, and that was one of my more successful YouTube videos. So I could have done that off stream, uh, or I could have done that like, like a, a normal YouTuber would be like, you know, two days of work, here's five YouTube videos, all right? And then, but I end up doing that work on stream for people to see, and then I create it for a YouTube video. And very early in my career, I thought like, no one would want to see this, or like, this is boring, or like, well, they already saw it on Twitch, they wouldn't watch it on YouTube. So like, why would I do that? But like, it's because there's so much content, like, it's so easy for people to miss it. So like, even though I had, you know, 500 people watching me create things for Greninja, you know, that video got, I think, 40,000 views. Like, that's such a huge difference. And old I'm Steve would have been a, like... Like, how to defeat uh, Greninja is at 59,500 views right now in 13 oh. days, which <laughs> is <Yeah>. incredible. <laughs> I think last time I checked, it was at 40. <laughs> Meanwhile, our, our, our 1,200 views we get, we're so excited every time for them. So. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube's what a is what is a piece of advice that you could give to like other content creators, maybe particularly just in the Pokemon state space that uh, this, this may not be a, a career path for them, but something that they do want to do in their, in their spare time. Uh, do you have any advice on, on what you found as some best practices for, um, for improving their their reachability to an audience um i think the best advice that i was told that i i've used for myself is just being an authority of something being a a resource that people can come to and trust uh over and over again and i think the first time i heard that was um it was when a uh it was when team Fight Tactics came out uh, where somebody was making, I think it was Scara. Uh, they were making graphics for Team Fight Tactics. And then people saw those graphics and was like, oh, this guy knows a lot. And um, that's what he ended up being known for. So for me, my authority, that's kind of a weird word, was just like knowing everything about Pokemon. Um, on a weekly basis uh, because I cover news and because I, I have those, I, I have those pockets of knowledge that people want, or they can ask me without needing to look it up. Um, I think I, I think I'm a very broad in that sense, right? Like it's probably easier if you, if I focused on like TCG or go or like the video game, uh, there are a lot of other people that are probably better at that. Like um, Joe UX nine is a really great creator. And if I need something very VGC, competitive i can go to him um which is great or if i need something tcg competitive i could go to like or tcg in general i could go to like real breaking nate because i know that he's like an authority on that um but people can come to me for like that general like oh steve knows everything so i don't have to go to like nate specifically for like tcg stuff i bet steve knows the answer um and there was like three years ago i knew that there was a huge hole in my knowledge um, I didn't know about VGC. I didn't know about competitive Pokemon that well. 
So I actually hired a coach to get better at VGC. So when people came into my streams, I didn't sound like an idiot when I was like trying to help them or give them advice. <laughs> and then turned around and beat Wolfie in line. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> then I ended up being Wolfie. Um, oh, so, man. Yeah, I think, I think like um, if you're going to create something, uh, you kind of have to create that with the sense of like, what can I provide back to somebody who wants to consume this content? Like, you know, if it, like I did a monster hunter podcast at one point and I absolutely loved it. I was a huge monster hunter fan. Um, and then I quickly realized that I didn't know enough about monster hunter to feel confident about it anymore. And I still enjoy doing the show. I still love talking about monster hunter and reporting on monster hunter news, but it was very obvious that the listeners just knew way more than me. And then I felt like I was doing them a disservice. And the the answer to that was play more Monster Hunter, look up more stuff, become more knowledgeable. But I just didn't have the time to do that. So I, th- that show ended up going on hiatus because I, I did feel like I wasn't offering enough uh, in that content for them uh, where like I felt good about it. Yeah. So you mentioned... Um, getting competitive and I'm going to circle back to that in a minute but I do have one other question before we talk about competitiveness so you for all these purposes as far as I can tell you kind of started the game for Pokemon Podcast you're 534 episodes deep at this point I think it's 534 <laughs> now um, and your show has changed a lot over the years if you go back and look uh, Greg was on episode one so you know your co-host and things have changed how have you stayed consistent with that content creation through all the different changes and adaptations you've kind of had to make as a creator. Um, there was a point where our show took a hiatus. Uh, and I think that was shortly after um, X and Y and then uh, before Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. So there, there was, there was a hiatus there. Didn't everyone want to take a hiatus after X and Y. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I look back on X and Y and I, I adore those games uh, at the time. I, I didn't appreciate them as much as I do now. Um, I think you could say that about a lot of Pokemon games, though. I remember Gen 5 being absolutely hated. And now I feel like everyone looks very fondly back on Gen 5. And I was like, no, 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 I was I was around. You all hated this then. I, I remember <laughs> black and white weird makes win. Um, uh, I, th- I think for me, a lot of the consistency was just feedback I got from the audience of like, hey, like, I love that you guys do the show. The show makes my Monday morning. I look forward to the show every week. Um, I think I was I was really blessed early on to like not know how many people were listening. I had no clue. Uh, when when I first started the show, we were using dot uh, uh, Mac, which ended up getting turned into mobile me, which now is iCloud. Um, and they had podcasting hosting that was part of dot Mac It was totally part of your subscription. Um, and then when they moved to mobile me, they were discontinuing the podcast stuff. So then I went to just GoDaddy because again, at the time there was no anchor, you know, Spotify wasn't doing podcasts, you know, they was, there were some podcasts, uh, outlets out there, but not nearly like Zencaster wasn't a thing <laughs> back then. So I, I just hosted it myself on GoDaddy. Um, cause you know, podcasting is just an RSS. Um, and so because I did the first, gosh, five years of the show, I had no clue how many people were listening. No, n- nothing. I just put it out every week. Uh, I, I didn't monetize the show because I didn't care about that. Um, and then when I eventually 
the first time the show ever made money was Kickstarter. We did a Kickstarter where um, you get stickers, you get your name right on the show, you get uh, like a shirt, um, you could like appear on an episode for like a hundred bucks. And that's when I realized that we had like a bigger audience than I expected. And then eventually like Patreon became a thing and we were like, okay, well, Patreon's like the natural move for if people want to give money. So the I guess the consistency was <laughs> was like six years of just like doing it because I like to do it. Um, and like, yeah, it's it, it's very it's very flattering and I'm very humbled that like I get to do it for a living. But like, I think I would have lost all of that passion um, if I like knew what was happening behind the scene very early on. Like, I'm sure I would have woken up like a year in and been like, oh, our listenership didn't grow. So maybe I should pull the plug on this. Like, I just didn't know. Um, uh, and I didn't know until eventually I switched. I don't know. We're on simple cast now i think and now i know how many people listen um i'm still shocked anyone listens to this show to be frankly honest but you know that's just how it goes (laughs) um so the final thing this is going to catch you maybe off guard a little bit so like you said you've done you you were big into competitive tcg for a very long time uh if you can't tell dino and i may have a tcg obsession Mm -hmm. as well here uh (laughs) you've done some competitive vgc what are we gonna have to do to get you into some competitive pokemon go Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) I did three years of competitive TCG where I legit every weekend I would be driving to a battle roads or a regionals or a cities or a states that they used to call. They used to have a different bunch of different names before they consolidated it all. Um, And then, yeah, I I got into VGC coaching. Um, And for Go, uh, Go for me is, is so frustrating and so great. Like, I love how fast paced go matches are um i love like if you've ever played pokemon vgc or if you ever played pokemon tcg sometimes those matches can last forever 25 uh, minutes with three rounds so what is it 75 minutes maximum typically for most tournaments i i think so i i know yeah. when i was doing tcg i'm not sure if the rules have changed but it was 50 minutes for best out of three so like if you started off really bad, it was in your favor to like scoop early because you needed like more time. And a lot of people would would build more aggressive decks. And I really liked slow burn decks, but like slow burn decks don't win best two out of three. Like slow burn decks just end up tying. Um, so that 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 itself pushed me out of the TCG stuff. But I I like the convenience of being able to pull my phone out at any time and do go battle league. And I like how quick the matches are. I cannot stand the IV system in that game. (laughs) And I cannot stand like having, I don't know, like what was the like feel I did. I caught what, like 300 feels. And I, 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 that was the first time I was like, I'm going to check all of them before I throw them away. And I checked all of them and I was like, none of these are good. These are all bad. Um, Like, can I, can I make you feel better? (laughs) of the time IVs don't matter but when that 1% good god they matter a lot yeah (laughs) Um, I I, I think I think it's that you know it's that like I don't want to put a bunch of stardust and a bunch of candy into something and then like the next day all all of a sudden oh I caught caught the thing I needed Uh, well I guess let's do that again Um, but especially with the XL system now oh god the XL system I hate it so much the thing that uh, I usually I, I I don't mind Great League. 
Um, and it's mostly because I think I have the most Pokemon built for Great League. Uh, so I can I can switch them out and they don't feel like that investment. I absolutely love the little cup stuff they do. Anything that's like 500 CP. I adore that. I think it's so much fun. Um, I know probably some people don't. Uh, Ducklets and All-Star usually in most of that stuff. Uh, but anything like Ultra Master Premiere, I just I it's like pulling teeth for me to like get into that. Fair. So so all I'm going to say if you want, uh, we can do it on your channel or our channel. Come on sometime. We'll sit down for five sets with you and actually help coach you through it and help teach you a little bit more about the competitive part of it. Would love to do that and help you maybe get you into one of those regionals sometimes and help you. Because <laughs> the other thing with 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 Go that's kind of different than VGC and TCG. The online meta for VGC and TCG, you know, the main way you practice is the competitive meta still versus go GBL versus Pokemon plays the show six pick three format. They're two entirely different formats and they play very differently. So that is another little caveat there. When you're talking about Pokemon go competitive is if you're talking GBL, Oh yeah. Blind, blind three threes, RPS city. If you're talking Pokemon plays and the regionals show six pick threes, a really different hard format to get used to. And that, that's why you see the meta that's not the same across the two two branches. Yeah, for the Milwaukee regionals, uh, which was just last June, I believe, I almost pulled the trigger on Go. Uh, and I actually had uh, JR Honda from Go Stadium in my stream. And they were that we were going through a couple Pokemon that I had or I didn't have. Um, cause like I, I had like whatever the perfect Reggie steel, it was like 1499, I think is perfect Reggie steel for GBL. Um, and I was, I, I was so frustrated about missing a couple Pokemon or not having enough candy for, I think it was, I think it was like Metacham or something. I was like, Oh, I would literally have to walk every day for the next like 10 days in order to get enough candy for this, um, that I changed my sign up to sword and shield. And I ended up going to Milwaukee for Sword and Shield instead of for Go. Um, and I had a great time with Sword and Shield. And it, I guess because I felt very confident in that, right? Like I, I felt very good in the Sword and Shield meta. Um, and I've never really felt really good in the in the Go stuff because of what Go is asking of you compared to what Sword and Shield or even the TCG is asking for you, right? Like even the TCG, the worst case scenario is like, oh, I'm missing this card. I can either just buy it and I will have it or I can borrow it. Um, or if I buy it and it's so expensive, I can just sell it when I'm done. Go is like, give me all of your time. <laughs> and you so might not true. get it back. Man, I was going to say, like, he makes a great point that <laughs> I didn't even the, think about. <laughs> and by the way, we need you to also not accidentally power this up 1.2 high or you start over from zero. Yeah. Good luck. So that's one of the things that I, I kind of hope eventually comes to go is, and you've talked about this on the show for VGC, they have done everything humanly possible to make VGC more accessible with between mints. The at this point, vitamins are just unlimited. You go buy, do five raids, yeah. you can buy all the vitamins you want. Like they have made the barrier of entry so low for VGC at this point. I'm hoping eventually we start to see goes barrier to where maybe we have some IV things like bottle caps and things to help us out and build, get those better Pokemon later on. Cause yeah, I do get what you're saying is, is the barrier entry to go is literally get out, grind, walk, do everything you can. And you still may not get enough 
resources to do what you need to do. Right, right. Like I would, I would love to, you know, get a MetaCham up to Best Buddy, right? But I just don't have the time to like power walk the Mall of America for two hours, 10 days in a row to get enough candy. <laughs> and I get, you know, the alternatives is like, okay, we'll grind raids, get rare candy, do it that way. But like every, every avenue in Go is, is, is time. Uh, and or time and money, whereas like TCG, it's just money. <laughs> and in v- and in the video game, it's gosh, uh, in the video game, like there there really is no barrier at this point. If you if you play if you if you play like once a week, right? Like the the barrier is like maybe like the thirty minutes that's asking you to you know IV train or or EV train. And and put it this way, we've got Dino building competitive Pokemon in, in Scarlet and Violet now for raids. That tells yeah, you how insane. low the barrier entry is because <laughs> Dino hasn't picked up a main series game. You said since what, Dino? Gold, silver? Yeah, gold, silver. Yeah, basically since then, like it's been way too long. And the yeah. only reason why I even got it was because they talked me into it and it was a new game because I didn't want to <laughs> get, uh, what was it Pearl? The the remake of Pearl? Yeah, you did good. Don't buy that. And I'm like, I can't get that. I want to play like the original of anything. Then I'll do the, you know, the remake, but I just couldn't. But yeah, so... Like I said, this was, you know, quick little interview with Steve. We got a, got his time for a little bit longer here. So we're going to hop over into the news. It's time for the news. The what? The news. The what? The in-game news. we thought we were going to have absolutely zero news to talk about this week they had to go and drop the entire february calendar so first thing sunday not saturday sunday important note everyone listening it's sunday not saturday this week uh Neubach community day with triple stardust for all of you pdpers out there we all know how poor we are on that yep. um Steve, any thoughts on Noibat Community Day? Other than it's 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 a Noibat. That's about <laughs> all I can say about it. Uh, I I'm shocked that Niantic is doing Noibat so early. Uh, and really, in the winter, typically yeah. the winter's reserved for the crap <laughs> crap community days. I, I really thought they were going to milk Noibat out, especially because I think there was an event that Noibat was like featured in. Like it was like, oh, Noibat's like really rare. I remember people coming in out to my stream being like, I, I want to try to grind out Noibat. And I was like, oh, good, good luck on that. And then like a week later, they're like Noibat community day. And I was like, well, that's great for those people. But I'm I'm very shocked that they're they're doing Noibat. Uh, I think it's fun. Um, yeah. I'm sure the five people who love Noibat are incredibly excited. It's good. It's a good shiny. It's very it's good. good shiny. Yeah. So I, I already have one in home, so I'm not even that caring about the shiny that much. So we'll move on. Um, things that are confirmed for the month is what we'll talk about real quick first. So we got our monthly raids. Uh, Reggie Steel from February 1st through the 8th. Um, does get Zap Cannon. Can be shiny. Tapu Lele, February 8th through the 15th. Shiny debut and oof. Oof, such a good, all, all the tapus have such great shinies. And I don't have a shiny tapu Coco yet. And it's leaving. And I'm sad. <laughs> this is what happens when you're you're in work meetings for 12 hours a day for five days in a row. Um, Reggie Rock, February 15th through the 22nd. And the return of Ray Quasit. I'm shocked it's taken this long. 
Cause I actually, I honestly thought the next time they were gonna bring it back that it was gonna be with the mega. Personally, are are you shocked, Steve, that we didn't get the mega for this event? No, they're gonna milk Ray Quaza for everything. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say. I'm just shocked because they haven't brought it back in so long. Like, did they not need to print money at any point in the last year? Because typically that's what they. It's like, oh, we're, we see a dip in revenue. Release the Rayquaza. Yeah, I mean, like I. I think there's no doubt that there are Pokemon that will always get Niantic money, like Mewtwo, uh, Rayquaza, probably anything to do around Charizard, or if they put a hat on Charizard, even though I know people hate hats. I like hats, uh, but hey, people, like, you put anything on Charizard, put sunglasses on Charizard, it'll it'll sell, because it's Charizard. Oh, Um, oh, give me sunglasses, Charizard, yes, please. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, bring that into existence, please. (laughs) They kind of... I'm surprised that people were shocked because like the Hoenn tour is here. So Rayquaza kind of had to show up. Regardless. I was just expecting it to be the mega. Yeah, the I think my, my guess would be that I, I don't know anything for the record. Like Niantic doesn't tell me anything early. Um, I, I, I think the thing would be like the ultra unlock at the end of this Hoenn thing would be the mega Rayquaza so they can double dip because I don't think. If they announce Mega Rayquaza in like a month, that's not going to stop people from grinding Rayquaza the weekend it comes out, right? But then they can double dip and people are still riding that high or like, oh, I can do, do, do even more Rayquaza. So I, I would guess that like to make the Hoenn Tour a, a success, they're going to have hidden. Like if we have a million trainers do this, we'll unlock something special and the something special will be and Mega. no matter what, we will have a million trainers do it, whether we fail or not. We won't tell you. We won't tell you. Yeah. Um, now, for all of us PVPers, just so you guys know, Rayquaza is going to be getting uh, a new move. I think it's Breaking Swipes. This immediately makes Rayquaza Master League viable. The glassiest of glass cannons just became PVP relevant, y'all. Yeah, I think it, the move that it has, it decreases the opponent's attack, right? Mm-hmm. By one stage, so that's pretty good. So, yeah, I, I'll be grinding. Uh, Megas for the month, Gengar, 1st through the 8th. Talk about Charizard's popularity. Um, Steve, can you tell us anything about Gengar here? <laughs> like, Gengar, I love Gengar, too. <laughs> equally popular. Uh, I, I never realized it until I was listening to, I think it was your guys' Halloween episode, and you're like, look at, look at the Pokemon Center. There's more merch for Gengar currently than there is for Charizard. And you're like, and then at Christmas, you're like, there's just as much Christmas Gengar as there is Charizard <laughs> Christmas. And I'm like, oh my God, he's right. It's One just of the first as popular now. Squishmallows was also Gengar. Yeah. Um, and if you like, I think they have like really nice jackets on Pokemon Center and one of them's Charizard, one of them's Gengar. Like Gengar is like crazy popular for, for Gen. I think Lapras is also up there for a lot of Gen 1 players like Lapras, Gengar. Mm-hmm. Charizard. There's nothing like wrong with it. I, I like. I don't fault the Pokemon company for leaning really hard into Pokemon that just happened to sell. I mean, like I think there was a Charizard Blastoise Venusaur skateboard from Bear Walker that came out like two weeks ago. Charizard sold out. Blastoise mm-hmm. Venusaur didn't. Like I know people are like, ah, oh, Charizard gets so much love. Okay, well, Blastoise and Venusaur aren't selling enough skateboards. Charizard is. Like I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, also coming out this month, we actually have a new debut for the Megas. Meta Mega Guardivar. I, I I know Steve knows what this looks like. Dino, do you know what Mega Guardivar looks like? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Wow. Um, I'm just excited to have a second fairy. I'm yeah, tired of hugging rely on my Altaria, Altaria. Right? Yeah. 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 I, I'm really happy. So I, I'm down to one Pokemon that is not Mega Three right now. I one still don't know how you left. do it. 
I know. I have to like set a reminder to like hit the mega button every day. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's literally too. what I do. Is I, I sit down and I, it's it's just a nightly part of my routine before I go to bed. Is and, and then which, I can't remember which one I mega the day before. <laughs> I do them every every day. I, I do. I think it's eight raids typically to get enough mega candy that you don't have to wait any cooldown to take it from zero to three. Typically. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Within eight, if you do eight mega raids, typically you'll have enough mega energy. And now that's assuming you don't. You know, you're not like stretching the timer get a yeah, good I just, group i, I just do the rotation of like what's free today uh mega pidgeot coming back 15th to the 27th 22nd and shouldn't be shocking to anyone mega latios and latias is coming around for go owen uh the 22nd to the first uh nothing here jumps out at me like I wish I could get an under fifteen hundred CP Reggie Rock. I'm still crying because you know you, you. Do you remember when there was these things called research breakthroughs, and there was level fifteen legendaries in them? Do you remember the footprints? <laughs> oh my god, the footprints! <laughs> that Love, literally only lasted like uh, like uh, maybe like ten days, right before they removed it. It was a, you have to be a very specific player to remember the footprints. But man, those people that like every now and then are like, I miss the footprints. It's like that is like a one percent of your less than one percent of your Pokemon Go experience. Those footprints. That was like left. the 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 prequel to the Heroes Niantic movement is when they yeah. the footprints and everybody <laughs> rebelled. Oh my god, that was insane. The footprints were so good. They really were. I, I love the fact that you can just tell me where it's at on a Pokestop now, but if it's not at a Pokestop and you get that, that just the grass pieces, you're like, why are you telling me? There's no way of knowing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it feels bad, especially when it's a rare spawn. You're like, I had a new that, <laughs> that once before I ever caught one. I'm like, I... I don't know where this is at. I'm not going to go drive for 300 kilometers in a circle looking for this thing. Like, that's just not going to happen. Um, spotlight hour. I, I, I'll be frankly honest. I'm kind of for this one. Pidgey. I don't mind it. I don't mind. I need a, I need XL candy for Pidgey because I need my ultra league Pidgey, even though Matthew has shown it's just absolute trash. <laughs> <laughs> or it could just be the player, but you know, we won't, it, we it's, won't, it's on the that. driver, not the car. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so this, we're, we're going to get a little tinfoil hat. And once again, Steve, if you can't tinfoil hat some of these, because you know, you may have heard that's fine. Just say, I, I have no comment because I know you are in the creator program. We don't want you getting in trouble. Uh, we're yes, not lucky enough to be, uh, um, you're not missing much. Oh <laughs> uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got events for February, February 8th through the 14th Valentine's Day event. What Pokemon are we going to have spawning for this, Steve? Uh, the 14th through the 15th. Is this not the love? Disc nope, just the 18th or four, eight, eight through the 14th. Uh, gosh, if I was if I'm if I'm going to guess because they're already doing the love disc research day, right? I'm going to guess the the other one's going to be Alola Mola. Yes, agreed. And how is that not the evolution of Love Disc? I will never get off this mountain. <laughs> um, I, I think you, I think you get Love Disc or you get Olamola. It was already shiny. I don't know what shiny are they going to release for this. That's what I'm sitting here going. I don't. Well, they have to have a shiny release because it's a Pokemon Go event. Um, most of the fairies already have their shinies out, don't they? Most of them <gasps> do. Oh. I know. 
Florges, the Florges line. You think they would do the Flabebe this early? I I could even see them that or they're really the different regionals in raids to print money because people want to get all the colors. I don't know. I feel like it. It's a like a long shot. Maybe. I just don't know what else they would release. Like, I feel like it has to be fairy or pink. <laughs> like, is that not how the Valentine's Day event goes every time? Is it's fairy and pink Pokemon? Yeah. Um. Or I'm sorry, pink or red, pink or red. Yeah, I'm. Lo- I'm looking at the list too. And d- did they not do like Mincino for Valentine's Day like f- three years ago? Go. I thought that was like a like what they're doing with Love Disc, like a research day thing for Mancino. Yes, where you they did. Stops. You are yeah. you are correct. Yeah, but that shiny is pink, but it's 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 normally not pink. Yeah. as a Pokemon, um, I, they could do like Frillish, I guess, because uh, like you got two different Pokemon, right? You got the boy and the girl, so there's there's like a connection there. Um, I don't think we have shiny Frillish. We do not, and. Frillish is good at PvP, so I'll take a shiny there. Uh, and I want to <laughs> say they did a research event for Clam Pearls. They're not against doing something that is like. I didn't think Clam Pearl was was around Valentine's Day, though. Was it? Or it was wasn't. It? it wasn't. But it was still one of those research. It was still like spin a stop, do the task. It's my the only Shundo steal. I it, to the, I am a day one player. My only Shundo is a shi- is a Clam Pearl from the research day. <laughs> <laughs> I think my only one is a. Uh, a flower crown Pichu, which I don't think you can evolve. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Pichu you can, or the flower crowns you can. Yeah, I think it's flower crown. Yeah, flower crown you can evolve. The others I don't think you can. Yeah, but yeah, Valentine's Day event. I, I, why is it not going through the fourteenth, like into the fifth? Like that's the part that bugs me. It's like, no, eight to fourteen. We're ending it on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day ends now. It's just weird. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I I don't know. I know there's the Valentine's Day event in um, Sword and Shield, which is like kind of the first time they're doing it. Or not Sword and Shield, sorry, Scarlet and Violet, where I believe it starts on a Sunday and then it ends on a Wednesday. And that's like the first time ever that a main series game has an event that I can remember going from Sunday to Wednesday. It's almost always Thursday to Sunday. Um, or it's like a week long, but it still starts on a Thursday and still ends on a Sunday. Um, so this, I can't think of one. You're right. This tandem mouse is supposed to start as soon as Greninja is over the second time Greninja comes through. So do you think we get an increased shiny chance for tandem mouse during this event? I th- I think so. Uh, I, but this is, I have no proof. It's just a gut feeling. I think so because like, you'll never him, know cause you can't tell the difference. So you have to catch <laughs> everyone you raise. You'll never know. But like, yeah, usually they would do the evolution too, right? Like, it's interesting that it's tandem mouse and not mouse hold. Not that like mouse hold would suddenly be more difficult, but because tandem mouse has that one in 100 chance to evolve into an, either a family of three or a family of four. I think that's why you increase it's shiny because the, still the rareness is coming from whether you get a family of three. Uh, that's what I think at least, but I don't know if it doesn't end up being shiny. Hopefully the rewards are good at least. I just realized there's literally no more tinfoil hatting this month. We already know what all these other events are in detail. Uh, 11th is re- love this research day. It's going to be the same as every other research day. Spin a Pokestop, do research, increased chance of shiny love disc. 
which is useless in every form or fashion in every form or fashion of Pokemon. It's a good shiny, though. Good shiny. The yellow is the yellow pops. The yellow pops. I like the yellow. Uh, Primal rum- Rumblings. This is your Rayquaza event. Um, congratulations. You get Hoenn Starters and Rayquaza. Or not Hoenn. Yeah, Hoenn Starters and Rayquaza. This is the event we all wanted, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's a really disappointing event. <laughs> it's okay, just so it's bad. Just it's so bad, though. <laughs> I was like, if you're lucky, you'll get the evolved form of the Hoenn starters. I, I don't want those. You was anyone else like that. scrolling, like to see if there was more? But then nothing kept going. Like there was nothing after that. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, like this is one of the this is one of the things where it's like put a hat on them at least. Like give me something new to like chase for. Uh, I'm normally not even in fan of hats, but that would have been better than what we got. Yeah, like like give me. A, I think the 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 tw- uh, twinkling sparkle event whatever it was the dragon and the fairy event that event was so good the spawns were so good it was the best event we've Uh, had so long the rewards were so good like it was genuinely genuinely exciting to go out and play i think of this and it's like okay well i could like set aside like two hours to grind but like what am i grinding for like okay i need uh, swamper which i guess is like the only one i don't have but like who's going who's being like i'm going to mall america for two hours for barboach like literally no one has ever said that Yeah, no, no. I, I need Swampert and a top hat for this event. Nyanic, I know you're listening. We, 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 we've seen you change things after we mentioned it on the show. We know you're listening. Let us help you fix this event. Top hat Swampert. I want mega top hatted Swampert. Let's go. <laughs> I, I need the muscly boy in a in, in a top hat. Uh, and then the Go Hoenn tour. Yeah. Is this the worst of the Go tours that we've had so far? I feel uh, like it might be for me a little bit. Is it is it bad because we don't know what the worldwide event is at this point? I, I thought we did know. Like they put an announcement. I was like, here's the worldwide details. It's the same thing as the in person. Not yeah. shocking. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure what like Niantic's future plans are this year. Um, I remember when I talked to them a, a while ago. Uh, I can't say who I talked to or not, but they were really excited to have almost like monthly in-person events. And then COVID happened. Um, and then obviously they started doing live events just this past year, right? Like Germany, uh, Japan. Well, uh, Japan was still closed technically, so you couldn't go to it if you wanted to. There was that Indonesian event that um, I know some creators went to. There was the event in South Korea that I went to. I think the in-person events are like absolutely fantastic. I think they're worth going to. Are, are you um, going to Vegas? Yeah, I am. Okay. I am. And I don't know if like, I almost feel like it's purposeful to make the worldwide events like not as good. And I kind of think of it like, well, you can either go to the like EDM show in person and see all the lights and do whatever you do at an EDM show. Or you can like buy the like $20 like live stream and you could just watch it on your computer. Like, you're getting the same thing at the end of the day. Uh, you're still getting the music, but like one is m- significantly a better experience than the other. But that experience is also significantly more expensive. You have to buy the ticket. You have to buy the hotel. You have to buy the flight. You have to go. Um, and I really think that like there is some mindset at Niantic to like keep creating those in-person events and make them so worth it that the people who go talk about how great it is. 
uh, and then other and people. They are great. They are. They are great. They are fantastic. They are great. Like I loved them. As, as Niantic has a lot of problems. Uh, let me tell you, I tell Niantic all the time about all their problems. I'm like, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is broken. Why is it this is like this? But their in-person events are really special, and I think they do them really, really well. The problem is like you, you're never going to satisfy those people, right? Those people are still going to complain that like the world, like the the worldwide stuff is not as good. But you get that with like concerts too. You get people that are like, well, we, the Blink One Eight Two isn't visiting me in Appleton, Wisconsin. Yeah, you live in Appleton, Wisconsin. No one wants to go there. Like, of course they're not visiting you. Sorry, you have to drive like four hours to get to Milwaukee if you want to see them. Like, uh, I'm not. I'm not like defending Niantic, but uh, in the sense of like the worldwide event should be better. But I don't know how they make it better without also then the people that spent a thousand dollars to be there for the weekend, not to feel like, well, why did I come all the way here when I could have just done this at home? So it's like yeah. this give and take, but even the in-person one isn't nearly as exciting as the last go tours in my opinion. <laughs> like it's yeah. just, but Hoenn then again, is just not as exciting as that generation is. As yeah. I, I'd be and- curious of what it turns out to be. Um, you know, I, when I went to the South Korea event, which was, you know, it wasn't a go fest. It was it was just uh, oh gosh, I can't remember what they call it. The Safari Zone. It was yeah, Safari, Safari Zone. Zone. I actually thought it was really great. I just didn't think they made enough use of that park. Like like they like if, if you broke the park into like sections of five, they probably used like one of the five sections. Um, and it was kind of weird because there was a huge lake in the center. And when you got to the other end, maybe it was just because I had like the worst Korean phone service in the entire world. But the other side of the lake, I had like really spotty signals and it sucked because like once you got like a little more than halfway there, you like turning around was the same distance as like just committing through the whole walk. And on one side, the the side of the lake where they set up, they had like all these cows, cellular on wheels, great like signal. Like there was bathrooms, restaurants, the Pikachu meet and greet, like everything was there. But they wanted you to walk around the whole thing. And so when you started getting there on the other side, you're like, well, there's nothing over here. Like there's park, obviously. But like if I need to like eat something or I need to go to the bathroom, I got to like finish this huge walk. And I think it ended up I think it was like three miles all the way around or something Oof. like that. Uh, that's, that's a that's a hike to the bathroom. But like so- to me, that event was worth it. Uh but but it's because I planned around that, right? Like not only did I go for poke like I went for Pokemon Go. Uh, they gave me a three-day ticket. I think I actually only went two of the three days because uh, what, what am I going to catch more carnivines? I, like, I could go to Florida for that. It was like cool that carnivine was there. But like I went two of the three days. But then I made um, like a trip out of it. Like I explored Korea. So the same thing with Vegas. Like I'm going for Saturday, Sunday, but I'm arriving on Wednesday. And I'm like, this is the first time I'm going to be in Vegas. So I want to make the most of Vegas. I would assume oh, that you've people... You've never been Vegas? I've never been to Vegas. I would assume that people ideally do that with like concerts or... yeah. Even something with like, I have a friend that goes to WrestleMania every year and he makes it a whole week and it's a very expensive trip, but like Mm -hmm. he doesn't just go there to watch wrestling. He like tries the new restaurants. He like sightsees. He like, you know, has that huge experience. So um, did did you watch Royal Rumble this weekend? I did. I liked it. Surprisingly, I I haven't got to watch it yet. It's on my (laughs) to go back and watch. Astro's going to be sad that we talked wrestling and he wasn't here today. Um, (laughs) So. The only thing I, I'll mention there, um, I know you're busy and I know we got one more segment we would like if you have a few more minutes to stick around for to test some Pokemon knowledge. You sure. good for a few minutes? Yeah, yeah. So, Matthew, let's hop over to Fact or Crap. 
Oh, you didn't know? You ass better call somebody! Okay, so I have here five Pokemon facts, or they may be crap. You tell me. We'll start. We'll start very easy this time. Giovanni. Oh, by the way, these can come from manga, anime, VZGZ, Go. The lore of Pokemon in general is open on these facts and craps. Uh, Giovanni is Silver's father. Fact or crap, Steve? Uh, fact. Dino. Wait, father of who? Giovanni is Silver's father. Uh, crap. Matthew? Oh, man. I, I'm looking at the expert. I want, I want to say <laughs> crap, though. <laughs> this is a fact. Steve does get this point. Uh, it is revealed in the manga that Silver is Giovanni's child. Uh, like I said, I, I come from anywhere here. Also, fun fact, it's also revealed in Pokemon Masters EX. Oh, yeah. I forget that exists. Uh, so I is that in, you now, in the Johto uh, section of um the manga mm-hmm. okay yep um i can i can tell you now master cx is not in any of these facts or craps because i forget that game <laughs> <is>. uh, <laughs> okay um this one's pretty easy in my opinion Slowbro is the only pokemon that can de-evolve dino factor crap oh, fact matthew steve the only pokemon Gosh, I feel like there's another Pokemon that can technically do this, but I, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't know off the top of my head. I'll just say I'll just say crap. This, as far as I can confirm, is a fact. As of now, there is no other official lore saying any other Pokemon can de-evolve. All right. Like I said, official lore. Now I can't be like, well, actually, and I've seen it here. I went through everything. Snap! If you throw three apples at this. Okay, let's let's get a little harder here. Ash is ten years old. Matthew, fact or crap? Correct. Dino, uh, fact. Steve, uh, fact. Unless something changed. I know. <laughs> well, I'm saying crap. Well, sort of. Greg pointed this out on it's super effective. Ash has celebrated a birthday. Yes. In an episode called Pikachu and Pichu, he celebrated the one year anniversary of getting his Pikachu, which would technically make Ash 11 years old. Yeah, I I think of this as like the the Bart Simpson effect, because out of the 500 episodes or whatever, the Simpsons, Bart has had like four or five birthdays, but they still say he is 10. Exactly. It's crap. Well, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird one. Yeah. Um. Pikachu is on an officially accepted currency. Fact or crap, Dino? You say, uh, wait, currency? Currency. It's on official money. Pikachu is on official money. I want to say fact. Steve? Uh, I want to say fact as well. I know for sure he's on stamps. Mm-hmm. And that's Ma- federal. Matthew? I'm going to say crap unless it's like some weird crypto. No, it's not crypto. It is a fact. Uh, In 2001, the South Pacific Island nation of Nau put Pikachu on a special edition coin that is still to this day accepted currency. 
Dang, I need to get one of these coins. I know. <laughs> I read that fact. I'm like, I need Yo. to go Google for this. <laughs> um, so right now we have Dino at three, Steve at three, and Matthew's. Matthew's not good at this game. Uh, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> okay, Dino, we're going to go back to your favorite anime character. Ash has never appeared in a Pokemon game. We're going to exclude mobile games, so Masters EX does not count. Fact or crap, Dino? Fact. Matthew. Fact. Steve. Uh, has never appeared in a game. Well, he was in Masters EX. You're not counting that, but uh, that's that's crap. I can think of another game he's appeared in. What is the game? Pokemon Puzzle League. That is correct. He has appeared in the N64 game Pokemon Puzzle League, which is available, Dino, if you would have just you know launched N64 online. It's available there, buddy. <laughs> he's not playable, though. He just shows he's not up. Playable. As a, he just yeah. shows up and talks to you. Yeah. So. Oh, damn. Our, 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 our resident Pokemon expert is still the resident <laughs> Pokemon expert. Steve, congratulations. You did win this game of fact or crap. Nice. Oh, you didn't know? You're gonna call somebody! Steve, I want to thank you for being able to join us. You're, you're welcome to stick around, but I also know you know you, you're do full time content creation, and that keeps yeah. you busy. So I gotta I gotta pump out another YouTube video tonight. So, so you are more than welcome any anytime, absolutely, and truly take us up on the offer. Let, let's let's do a collab and then have you do some pogo battling and see how we can get get on for you. Yeah, let's figure something out. And now let's hop over into the battle arena. Sylph is back, Sylph is back, Sylph is back, and month number one is done. How are you guys feeling about Sylph before we talk about everything else? Um, I, I don't know if I feel like happy that it's back because I feel like I'm just overwhelmed again with all these tournaments, but... Amen. So, Amen. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still iffy about it. But before we talk about Sylph... Um, Let's let's talk about what's coming on this weekend. What, we got nothing going on this weekend, right? There's, there's nothing we have to worry about this weekend. We can move on. Definitely no regionals or anything at all in Orlando with no, like a no, bunch no, of people. Nothing's happening. No BTW <laughs> people are getting together. Uh, what what day are you guys flying down and driving up? Uh, I think Thursday. I mean, I know he's early Thursday, and I think we're like in the evening. We're going to be arriving in Orlando. Um, and I know that Matthew. Uh, had said that he's going to be uh, getting some goodies, you know, for us when we arrive. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to I'm going to make sure that that things are stocked for you. <laughs> Look at you being a friend. Not being I know, right? He takes his executive producing to a exactly. whole other level when it exactly. becomes in person. We got to keep the uh, the star talent uh, in in prime form. So let, let, let's be honest. <laughs> he's just trying to get you guys so sloshed he has a chance to win something. I mean, it's possible. It, yeah, it's I, I, I see the I see the motive there. <laughs> um, I unfortunately will not be there, but I will definitely tell you the uh, the the team is coming out strong in force. I know for certain. Matthew, Dino, 
Astro, Lyle, Kyle, Smiley, like everybody. I think Dom's is going to be up there. Yeah, Dom's. King Tom's um, going to be playing now too. King, King Tom's coming. So this regional, first off, this regional sold out and they added extra spots. Yep, yeah, total of 256 going to be a loaded spots. field. How much? 256 spots. They doubled it. Yep. Holy cow. I can't wait to watch. I'm very oh, sad man. I won't be there. Yeah. I am. But, you know, family first and all. Family first. Of course. Yeah. Um. So this week, factions. Um. Revenge. Birth, best surf cold. Is, is that what, you know? <laughs> Yeah, we got a we got a a revenge on the Swablu. Yeah, so a couple couple cycles ago, we our only loss of the cycle was to Swablu, um, and it was a eleven to ten loss. Like it was as close as close could get. Uh, this time we we got sweet sweet revenge, uh, but we couldn't blow the margin out either. It was a twelve to nine victory. Uh, very close. Yeah, it was very great close. battles. As always, RC Cola, y'all are professionals. We love playing you all, and we're cheering you along the rest of the way. Um, Daniel, what is this note about a Menon? What what the hell is? I, yeah. I don't understand this note. What what does Menon got to do with factions? So Ember, right? You know, when a lot of people are like, "What is what is that? Like, why are you why are you running that?" But uh, it's actually pretty solid for when you're using it in factions. Uh, believe it or not. I don't suggest it for Ember now that it already passed anyways, but uh, it was it was good. It's just that the the I didn't use it as well as I could have. So uh, definitely definitely needed more practice with it. That's all I gotta say. Okay, I I was completely checked out on factions this week. I I thank thank you Dino and Lyles for carrying the team and and handling all the, you know, kind of administrative parts of it and, and Miami docu as well. Um, Cause obviously, as I mentioned before, my week was a little too busy and I just was not able to be involved at all. Um, and then BTW part ducks, uh, they did beat sky attack 11, 10. So they're getting back on the win column there. That's awesome. Um, and as of today, Ember cup is gone. Praise be, Ember Cup is gone. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm so glad to see it go. <laughs> um, this is the first month in, good Lord, I think four or five of the Sylph metas that I don't pick up a gold anywhere, a win in any tournament, not even a tie in any tournament. Oh, wow. Damn, that's true. Not um, even in uh, your, your Lexington one? Hmm, that's true. Hmm. Buddy, we'll talk about me and Astro in a few minutes, though. Uh, <laughs> we also have the BTW Master League Premier Classic Tournament that starts tomorrow, the day this show comes out, about 8 p.m. ish. Signups went live tonight because someone forgot to create the tournament. Matthew, what are you doing, buddy? Come on, you only have 84 jobs. I know, I know, <laughs> this one slipped through the cracks, guys. Yeah. Um. Oh, closing out self member, we do have to send, send out huge shout-outs to our mega tie. Four-way tie with Winston the Champ, Conky, Buckeye Fitzy, and JD72387. Congratulations, you four. You guys got a split of the prize money. If you have not got your prize money already, contact me and we will work it out. Um, 
how's Meta Before Time going, gents? Uh, pretty good for me. I'm two and zero. I think two and zero. So, okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm one and one. I think it's a very interesting meta. To be honest, it's it's pretty unique. But I definitely see a core, you know, being formed. Yeah, I I lost first round. I played I played Blob in the first round. Game one got charge move denied and made a bad switch after it because you know that's what happens and I got all kinds of flustered. Game two, Blob took me out to the woodshed and just beat me. Just hosed me down, switching like crazy, banking energy like it was it was insane. I did come back and get him pretty heavily in game three. Uh, round two, I, I got to play Astro. And I, I lost the first game, y'all. He didn't, Somehow he denied, even though I was the Pokemon in and he was switching in, he was able to deny my close combat, which means he got to save a shield. And he needed that shield because that was the difference in the game. So game two and three, I was like, you know what? I don't care if you have four counters to my Aurorus. You're going to keep running Double Dragon because that's what Astro does. And I brought Aurorus out and and I, I, I felt kind of bad. I sent Dino a screenshot of game two at the end of it. Yeah, I saw that. What, 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 was that what was that screenshot of, Dino? Uh, Solgaleo. With, uh, you guys, I think you had two shields? I had one shield and three Pokemon. Still. Okay, that's what and, it was. And Solgaleo was over half health. Yeah. I kind of went a little ham on Astro in game two. I was like, not again. I cannot hear the fuck <laughs> crap talking a second week. Uh, uh, game three was really close. I was able to beat Astro in game three. Um, Looking at these teams, though, I'm, Matthew, you're right. There, there is some core thing. Giratina is on almost every team. I'm shocked I'm not the only Sokaleo. I really was thinking I would be the only one that was ballsy enough to build a Sogaleo. Yeah, I saw him like, nah, I'm good. Um, I dropped a hundred rare candy in this thing. It is a double, just so you know, if you face me, it's a fully built double move Sogaleo. Like, I did not hold back on this thing. That's insane. Um, I actually have to face the the creator of the, the meta this round. So that should be interesting. Who do you play this round, Matthew? I play some, you know, like wild kitten <laughs> number seven. <you> know. <laughs> wild kitten. I get the, I get the, uh, you know, oh, new rounds up, and then I just get in the DM. Well, well, well. <laughs> I was like, shit. I'm just going on a host battle this this week. Um, overall, that is fun. Working out pretty well. I'm enjoying it. Um, but what we did have come back is a new Sylph Cup. Do we want to talk about Nyad? Oh. Have, about Nyad? Have, I, have I, the question is, do you guys think I've looked at Nyad Cup? If you haven't, you know that I haven't. So should we tell the people what Nyad Cup is? I guess we should start there, right? If I only knew yes. what it was, sure. I mean, if you know it, go for it. Okay, so Nyad <laughs> Cup. This month, we're getting Water, Bug, Psychic, and Dragon with also Snorlax, Greedent, and Miltank. Uh, the following Pokemon are banned. Rock, Dark, Fairy, Metachan, Cresselia, Galarian, Articuno, 
Lantern, Toxapex, Arachnoquid, Fortress. Why are they banning all the crap I like? Come on! What, you you like Fortress? I, I actually really like Fortress. <laughs> I really like Fortress. I also really like Medichan. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm mad at this. I'm mad at this. Thing. But they didn't ban Shadow, so I guess I can't complain too much. Yeah, there is that, which we know that you like shadows, so. We do know. So taking a look at the rankings here, uh, number one, Altaria. Two is Mew. Three is Jellicent. Four, Miltank. Dino, do you have a Great League Miltank built? I believe I do. I don't know why, but I do. Uh, number five, Greedent. Snorlax Shadow. Komo'o. Pelipper. Regular Snorlax. And Genesect with normal Technoblast. Anything in the top 10 jumping out at you? There's one thing that jumped out at me that, good Lord, I, I just don't want to. I don't want to deal with it. I'm looking. I mean, I'm looking at everything. And honestly, there's something that beats something else. And like, there's nothing like that stands out like, oh, my God, I'm going to be scared of this. And there really isn't. But aren't you? You're going to have to play what moves on Mew Roulette. Okay, yeah, which I know that Mew is almost like a must uh, for this. And some people don't have, you know, a lot of TMs. Because especially when you have, uh, what's it called? The the rocket event tomorrow, right? So hopefully, yeah, is it tomorrow? Yeah, it's tomorrow, right? Yeah, okay. rocket event starts tomorrow, oh, today man. as this episode comes out. Yeah, today. Uh, but yeah, Mew is definitely something that I'm not, looking forward to when i started doing the tms it, it, it I, I may just throw two elite tms at it and be done because mew just eats tms yeah it only I was has 934 moves it. it can learn like come on <laughs> okay okay if you're not running wild charge dragon claw what what else are you considering here definitely not surf well yeah no you're not running surf honestly I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like the move said that it has, but I mean, it does have so many. Uh, you definitely want something low energy. Mm-hmm. So you could potentially maybe, maybe do Ice Beam. I was looking at Ice Beam. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I was also looking Rock Slide and Grass Knot. So... Grass Knot would be really good coverage against Jelly, Pelipper, Wall Rain. Yeah, Wow Charge also wins yeah, so those matchups. Yeah, but that's why I was like. That self debuff, I just I hate on Wild Charge. I think um, Rock Slide you might have a little more utility with than um than anything else, just because you can hit Altaria. Um you're gonna be able to do neutral on the rest of the the um uh Miltank, Greedent, Snorlax, but you're gonna be able to hit the the Pelipper. Genesec would be neutral, but it'd be super effective against the Walrent, Galvantula, um, Dugong. Like it's gonna hit the ice water typings harder than anything else. I'm seeing my boy Bronzong in the top fifteen. Ron's on at number 13 with Confusion, Psyshock, and Payback. Confusion just seems so hard to use in the current meta and the way things are working. It's so slow. It really is. It's like really clunky, right? Um, As Pokemon, uh, as PV Poke says, it's clumsy. And it really is. It's so easy to overtap and just die because you overtapped. Honestly, looking back to the whole mute thing that you mentioned, I mean, I actually, if you were to change something, you obviously want to keep Wild Charge. Rock Slide does seem pretty good overall because you got Wall Rain, Genesect, Galvantula, Dugon. I mean, you'll get wrecked maybe potentially by like uh, Mud Boys, but I, I still think it's a very good. And if you lower, if you go lower past the 20 rank, you have Gyarados, Dragonite, Celio, Mantine, Mantine, uh, Wall Rain. It it just seems like it it could be a potential move. So that if you, if you somehow have it already, then keep it. I guess. Yeah, I, I will tell you. I think Greta is going to be just as common as me because it picks up the jelly win. It picks up a win against Mew. It beats Swampert pretty handily. It can beat Galvantula. It beats Walrein. It barely loses to Altaria and Kamo'o and Dragonair. Like. Oh, and it, it barely loses the Pelipper as well. It seems like probably the safest to say swaps in this meta. It does seem like it would be pretty good. Um, I could see Hakamo being somewhat of an issue for it, but... Even... Oh, Hakamo. Not yeah, Hakamo, because it has the Brick Break. Yeah, that could be a little bit of an issue. Didn't think about that one. Yeah, so... 
I, I definitely see Greedent being a good safe swap for this cup because it, it's and potentially Milk Tank because it does also learn um, Ice Beam. But then again, you want coverage versus Jellicent, so Thunderbolt would probably be better. A note yeah. with the Greedent is you're going to want to run Tackle on it versus the Bullet Seed that they suggest. And the reason why is you're you're picking up uh, with Tackle, you're picking up matches against Beedrill, DD, Dragonair, Jirachi, Lugia, Polyrath. You go from, uh, if you have Bullet Seed, you go from a 21 win, 16 loss, 1 tie, to 25 wins, 13 losses with Tackle. So the only matchups that you're really going to be losing by adding tackle onto there is a uh, matchup against Charger Bug, uh, a greedent with with Bullet Seed, just because it's going to be able to spam out body slams faster, um, and then a Swamper matchup. The Swamper one could be big though. It also is worse against Altaria. I think I think if you're running tackle, you're not using it as a safe swap. You're probably using it as an opener. I can. That's see what that. I would think too. Yeah, I think if you're running bullet siege, it's it's probably the best safe swap in the meta. And if you're running tackle, it's probably going to be a really good opener. Yeah, yeah. Um, looking that through here, Mantine looks pretty good. That wing attack, oh, gotta love wing attack. And then I, getting to ice beam in seven. Um, just looking through some others. DD, meh. I want Wormadam trash to be good, but once again, it's it's clunky. It's just hard to use confusion users. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know. I don't know about that. What about as Cavalier? Um, it gets walled pretty handily by Alteria. Well, oh, Alteria and Pelipper, but then again, Pelipper doesn't want to take a Mega Horn. Which yeah, is just because it's think. so <laughs> fragile, but I don't know. I mean, I can see it, but then some matchups would be a little bit of a struggle for it as well. Uh, but it does have the only ones I probably would wall it would be the Alteria, like you mentioned, really. Yeah, I'm just looking through trying to find find decent counter users. And outside of DD and as Cavalier, there's Buzzwool and Heracross. But once again, there's too many flyers. Way too many wing attack users to bring double weak to wing attack. Hmm. And yeah. Wobbuffet. I don't know. Have you guys done any practice for this? This is the first time I've looked at the meta. So no. Uh Matthew, have you done any practice for this? No, I've I've been in a uh regionals black hole. Gotcha. Seems about right. Um yeah, no, I haven't done it, but I've seen that Mew is definitely like it's gonna be up there because it, it just has so many put like you don't know what to expect from it. Like people can run something completely different from what it has there. So I think Mew, Altaria, and Greedent will probably be the three most popular in my opinion. So what do you do to counter if I, if you had to counter those three Pokemon? What are you bringing? Mew, Alteria, you said, and what else? And Greedent. Greedent. Oh man. Um. I mean, 
I see the answer at number 12. Think about it. Number 12. I mean, Alteria does beat Galvantula, though. Oh, yes, it does. Uh, well, in the one shields, I don't think it does in the twos. So, me I mean, that. I see Galvantula could be a potential issue. Um, okay, what Alteria about... still does win in the twos, even, but with literally 7 HP, though. Dragonair seems like a nice pick. Dragon? Okay. Dragonair looks like a good pick overall against all of these, to be honest. Like, it's a good it's a good Pokemon. Uh, maybe potential is good safe swap. Um, I don't know how far down... Okay, so no, the Dragonair Shadow is 26, and the, the regular one's 30, so... I think in this one, I would actually probably rather have the regular, even though the Shadow's higher rank, just because of the bulk. Yeah. I mean, Dragonair beats Pelipper... Galvantula, Greedent, Mew. Literally, it just named it right there. Pelipper, Galvantula, Greedent, Mew, and Alteria. It beats all, all five of those. Well, I know one Pokemon on my team. <laughs> There's that a... Counters for Dragon there. <laughs> yeah, so when you first originally said Altaria, Mew, and Miltank, when you put it into the rankings list... Uh, I the said one Greedent, po- not Miltank. Only, no, sorry. Altaria, Mew, and Greedent. Um, the only Pokemon that beats all three is Como-O. And I know and that, that thanks is, Obama's that is not cl- that that is extremely close on the Alteria matchup. It's not. I mean, you you have about a fifth uh, health left. If you throw on bad Kakamo. timing, you lose. Or, or no, I'm sorry. If, if Alteria throws on bad timing, they lose. If Alteria is perfect with their timing, they're going to win that because you're denying those extra Dragon Tails. Like that is one that I think is going to be a skill base, whether you win or lose. Optimal move timing will be the key in that matchup. Do you not agree, Matthew? I'm taking in what you're saying. Okay. Well, also, in the by the way, in the two shields, Altaria wins against Dragonair. Against um, Komo. Oh, Komo. It also wins in the zero shields. The only time Komo wins is in the ones. Hmm. So back to the drawing board, Matthew. <laughs> um. But yeah, like I said, Komo is good, but it's just an accessibility issue on that one. Um. I I, I really like I like Dragonair, didn't you? I think you picked picked a good one there. Yeah, Dragonair, I think, seems like very safe. Even against Jellicent, which we didn't mention. Like, I think... I mean, it'll be tough. It'll be tough against Jellicent. Jellicent would be really tough because you just have zero charge moves that you can throw. Yeah. Um, you're only dependent on the the Dragon Breath at that point. So Do that you probably... run Dragon Pulse? Because in this meta, what, what is Water t- or Aquatel picking up for you? Um... Everything resists water, pretty much. That's a fair point. Um, you, you, I mean, you could run that because um, you do have two bait moves, right? So, I mean, if you do run Dragon Pulse, does it help? Probably, especially if you get off energy off it because, like, you want to throw Body Slam and everything. 
1918 versus 17. Yeah, it actually increases its win percentage. Change um, it over yeah. to Dragon Pulse. I like it. I like. I like. I like. And it's the, not like Aqu- Aqua Tail is not a a um a elite yum to get back. So it, it's worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you're you're losing the matchup with this Cavalier by running not running Aqua Tail. That's the matchup that's kind of flipping over to a loss. But you're picking up matches against Miltank, Greedent. You're picking up Jelly at that point. Mm-hmm. You beat Altaria still. Still beat Galv. Still beat Greedent. Still beat Mew badly. Still beat Victini. Hey, Dragon Pulse, Dragon Hair. Let's go. Uh, anything else to say about the Nyad Cup? Um, no. <laughs> Matthew, do you have anything else? I, I, I hope to to do better in in this cup than Ember. So I, I will anything it feels but like Ember. People are not focusing on the Sylph nearly as much like they used to. I would agree with that. Do you think it's because they released the metas like two months ago, like doing the two two waves? I think that and I think Pokemon Plays is just kind of. Taking the spotlight at this point. Yeah. And GBL Sistinia's doing battles right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, did any of Easy. you guys do a Weather Cup tournament? You know how, like, they're having, like, Self is having, like. And couldn't get enough people to do it because we were trying to do it live. Yeah. It's really bizarre that they're doing, like, half month things. Not only that, by pulling it as a GBL meta, after a week of doing Weather Cup, I think a lot of people were like, eh, this isn't this right. isn't worth a tournament for. This isn't it, yeah. I was like, I was going to do it, and I'm like, oh, crap. I, is, was this when like, we were both busy, I think, right? I was flying. Yeah. Yeah. We were. There was a bunch of things we were trying to do. Like, we were trying to do an open uh, Great League live tournament, according to Matthew. I don't know what happened to that, Matthew. Didn't you say? Didn't you? Didn't you want to do a live <laughs> open? Crazy? I I I wanted to, and and nobody gave me the the self login. So, <laughs> oh god, uh, Matthew, riff for a minute, and you you won't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> riff for a minute. Oh yeah, no. So, uh, you know, we're gonna have a great time in Orlando, everybody. And <laughs> maybe um, I've riffed too long, and it, it it's funny. Uh, you mentioned that. Um. Because I feel like I was actually talking to Kyle uh, in regards to Orlando. Because like he's like, yo, man, I got... I think this was like Saturday night. He's like, yo, I got so drunk off my the wine that I was drinking. And um, <laughs> and then he just... I told him like he needs to like, you know, stop drinking for a while because we're going to get you know drunk on next weekend. He's like, oh, yeah, I need to like sober up for a little bit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> Speaking of things to come, do we want to head over to GBL? Let's do it.
and get tired of it. Oh, I love that. I love that music. So <laughs> we have to ELO check. Is that, is that required? I feel like out of all the people that wants to do ELO checks, I feel like, you, wait, unless, unless, yeah, never mind. Uh. I have a gut feeling yesterday. He was excited to tell us about his ELO when we were supposed to record today. Yeah, Matthew, how's your ELO going? <laughs> I, I have seven eggs hatching, so I can't <laughs> check right now. Uh, I'll go first. I mean, last time I think we checked, I was like a twenty-eight fifty, I believe. I was, mm-hmm. I was, I was getting close to uh, doing a uh, legend push. I, I went to the opposite for like a X hour. I guess passing almost close to an expert push at that point. Um, I got down to like twenty-seven hundreds, so um, that wasn't great. Where, where you at now? 2700s like 2700s yeah like 2706 i think 2706 okay um do you want to tell us or moving on <laughs> moving on wait wait, wait. Uh, he was excited to tell us he hit expert hit what when mm-hmm. you hit expert matthew no Ooh, matthew, congratulations matthew matthew's <laughs> trash he's washed and <laughs> what he's, how'd you do skill issues <laughs> yeah. i'm only at 2799 right now wait wait 2799 <laughs> Yes. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I was actually excited for uh, him to have dropped. <laughs> I, I I was at this morning. I was at twenty eight fifty, and I, I did drop some. Ah, uh, damn. Yeah, I I pretty much I figured out my team works really well from about seven a.m. to ten a.m. It does not do crap thereafter. It is bad, and I I just so happened I missed my window, and I was like, I'll play one more set. I can muster through oh, it. Oh five? No, I got four. One four. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, one four. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I'm still I I climbed, and you want to know the, the more shocking thing? I'm not playing electric cup. Daniel's You're talking playing to us open. On mute. Yeah, no, I was going to say, it's so RPS. Like, it's insane. I, I, oh. After after that one set on stream Saturday, I was like, eh, nah, fam, we're done. <laughs> it's so it's honestly, yeah. On stream, I went 1-4 in Electric Cup, and then I went 3-2, three, 3-2, two, three, two, three, two, and got plus minus zero for the day. I've never had that happen where I did not win or lose any points in a day. I feel like I kind of take that as a win compared oh, to. Oh, yeah. I was like, movie. okay, I got to stream, <laughs> hang out with Mystic Sparkle, and have a good time. Yeah. I'll, sure. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I switched over to Open Great League, the Wasteland. I've noticed it's not nearly as much of a Wasteland. I don't know if like the Wastelanders have moved over to Electric Cup and now there's actually a solidified meta in Open, open Great League, but I'm um, running my, yeah. my Shadow Glide score. Watergun Lantern, Bastiodon team. What do you think would be one of the worst openings for oh, that Oh, 100%. Team? I can tell you right now off the bat, Swamper it? will wreck you. I beat three today. I, I don't know how, but it's possible. I mean, you got three Pokemon to hand, like, try to beat it. So I feel like you probably... I, one of them I got a boost. Ah, uh, okay. And they decided to double shield, and they didn't realize I outpaced the three Night Slashes in the time before they get the three hydros that's crazy well if they if they're not smart in cmp each time yeah because i'm like 
I would. 100%. If they CMP you each time, they win. Yeah, because I was gonna say it's five it, four five. Like, yeah, it's the, wow. and it's, the, it's the same thing for night slashes five four five. Oh really? Oh, actually, I did not know that. That was mm. right, that makes sense with the wing attack buff. It makes sense. Yeah. So you either they had really bad IVs or something, but that, I got the boost on the first one, and I'm like, you got to switch, dude. You're you're done. You take one night slash, you're dead. This and is this is they, very true. They took a night slash, and then I EQ'd the lantern right behind it. Sheesh. And then they brought a knockdown in. That's a very weird line. Oh, it was a stupid line. Uh, also, Altaria, really tough for my team. Yeah, in the lead. Uh, I beat three of those today. Seems seems like the getting the- a boost does a change. Cha- if you get a boost on your first night slash in the Altaria match, you two shield and win that match. And you actually take a shield from them doing it. Um, do you, okay, so given the fact that you are running this very unconventional team, like it's like super odd, like it doesn't make sense, like on paper, like even if you put on PV poke, it doesn't make sense. The only thing that just that's pretty much a hard loss is a bomb of snow, which is becoming extremely popular in the league. Oh yeah, that there's, that's a very common line, which is um. Obama Snow, Snow. Sableye, and Medicham, I think. Yeah, that line just That's sucks ass. Completely not RPS for sure. I can tell. Um, sucks ass. Not the good way. <laughs> that. Yes, yes, Greg. Thank you. Yes, Greg. Uh, um, yeah, that that team. I just, I, I still try to play it out because you know you may get the lag con. Yeah, you never know. Uh, honestly, yeah. I was but what what I was gonna ask you and go with this is: Do you feel like these kind of teams are the teams that people meet, need to make? Because like, just it you when people read lines, like they expect, oh, they need a counter for Swamper, right? No, but you don't have a counter for Swamper. Yes and no. Water Gun Lantern can beat Swamper, but you don't swap. You you just said you stayed in, you right? Stay, I stay in, and if I lose that matchup. Typically, what I'll do is I will shield the first hydro and catch the second in that matchup. Yeah, which if that's what like uh, unless when, I boost and then I'm committed. Yeah, and then you're committed, and that's what I was gonna say. Like this is like when we were talking about Soren and the coaching with the whole like um, recognition. Uh, if like somebody's like recognizing like yo, this guy's not switching out of this matchup, like he means he must be really weak to this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like those type of things, and like that's why I guess people stay in there. But the whole CMP like thing like blows my mind like how people actually don't throw ncmp like when you need to when you know that you ncmp and that's another huge thing um but that's most people will build up the nine on swamper so they're back-to-back hydros which makes it stupidly easy to catch oh man i don't know i wouldn't i don't play swamper that way but um i i started to try to to use this team which probably if yeah, it probably gets wrecked by your backline, which uh, Kyle Throw did get up to like 2,900 using. It was Swampert, uh, Powder Snow, A9, and Noctowl. So if somehow... I played that team today. That was one oh, of my Swampert wins. Yeah. Because so I like, just stayed in, and I, that was not a boost. I stayed in through a Night Slash. They didn't shield it. I caught the Waterfall. And by the time they caught, I caught the Waterfall, they were dead in the water. Because I can water gun down from that point because they didn't shield the night slash. Yeah, if I if I see, I think if I see a 
a, if I see a Gliscor lead, I'm 100% going into my probably Knock Tower, one of the other ones. I to love lure it. out. And not just go out. tap, 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 tap. We have two Stone Edges before you can do anything, and you have to shield one of them. And I don't mind it just to get one of those things out of the way. But again, that would still be tricky tricky because you have you still have Lantern and that. But I'm saying like your com your team is not common. So like that's like out of like out of uh the question. So that's kinda of what like I was kinda of going back to like these teams that are very like odd that are making helping people, you know, gain ELO is like maybe something that you do need to run an open great league potentially. I will say I started running this team just because I wanted to have fun with Shadow Glass Score. We talked about this on the show before Greatly came back. And I'm like, I tried it with different configurations. And I'm like, it wasn't quite good enough. And I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to be weak to some things, let's just be weak to them and know I can lose. I'm going to lose those games. And let's just commit. And when I did that and I started learning the matchups, it mm-hmm. all flipped on flipped on its head and I started winning. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really happy nice about thing. that. It, it, you know, I'm I'm, I'm happy with it. I, I played pretty well this week. Yeah, we'll play on the whole Elo check thing. <laughs> got him. <laughs> he did get me. Got I was him. like, yes, he lost points. <laughs> it's uh, messed up. And the sad part is, yesterday I wasn't going to tell you guys about hitting the expert. I was going to wait for the show and play it the same way of I don't want to uh, do Elo checks. Yeah, you son of a bitch. Got, got us. Got him. Uh, speaking of getting them. Uh, Ultra League and Ultra League Premier are coming back. Dino, what what's your thoughts here? Ah, <sighs> I'm a little sad. I'm a little sad that um, you know, Classic is gone. But um, Steelix OP. I don't know. Maybe it's it's number one 100%. and two. Uh, no, he says Shadow Stilix OP. It's not number one, so obviously that's a complete lie, Matthew. It's it's not number one by the point five in the score. <laughs> Which means Stilix is still better. Uh, however, I will agree. Stilix is flipping OP in this meta. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Lyles, it is. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking here. The top five Pokemon. Ready for this? Stilix, Shadow Stilix, Stunkfisk, Galarian, Scrafty, Pidgeot. Are we ready to bring back Machamp? I mean, if we read the list, I think we we might be able to bring it back, and it's going to be interesting. Uh, Number six is Swampert, Aurorus, Swampert, or Swampert, Shadow Six, Aurorus, Swampert, Surfetch, Dino, and Machamp. Um, outside of Scrafty and Pidgeot, number 12 looks real flipping good. And, and I just built one. Wait, which one? Number 12? Trevenant? Yeah, I have an XL Trevenant now. Wow. Okay. And then you also have your, your Gliscor in 13 and 14 with the Shadow. You don't have an Ultra League Gliscor. Good thing it's not XL, right? So let me let me me go ahead and talk for a minute. Let me go look and see if I have one I can build. I was trying to think if my team could potentially still work here, and I was like trying to see if it works with with something else other than Sylveon. And the thing is, like with 
potential fighters still being there, maybe something else needs to change. But I do still yeah, like Scrafty's real hard. I still do like the the Snorlax. The Shadow Snorlax still seems good. Uh, hitting the Steel and Scrafty, you know, Pidgeot would be a pain in the ass. So that's something I probably have to consider. Um, but. I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna test out some stuff, but I'm, I'm I definitely want to build something with Shadow Snorlax because that's always seems to be a good um good Pokemon to use. So he does have one. It's gonna he does not have candy for it, but he does have he he could put candies into that. So I I think he might actually build a Glyscor for Ultra League. I just don't know if it'd be worth. It. But then again, it beats Steelix. It beats Stungfisk. It beats Scrafty. It can hold its own against Pidgeot. Swampert, Aurorus are really tough for it, but Surfetch, Machamp, Kumo'o, and Trevenant? Like, it handles most of the top 15. I don't want to put that dust into it, but... Oof. You might... Honestly, I do like... I do like... um... Machamp and and stuff like that. Okay, so this is going to be a very interesting idea or potential uh, thing that you can use. Given the fact that you see Steelix, Stunfisk, Crafty, Aurorus, um, maybe even Swampert, um, what else? Walrein, Double, Obstagoon, Lucario. Lucario does resist the Dragon Tail from uh, Steelix. Power-ups, and we know that Lucario with the power-ups is just insane. Now, yes, of course, you do have your Surfetch and Machamp, so there is that. Um, but I like again, anytime I get a chance to use a, you know one of Ash's Pokemon, I try to use it. So um, hence why I started the whole Snorlax lead and stuff, whatnot. So I don't know. I mean, I may look look into Lucario potentially because it does also have Shadow Ball for a nuke move for like anything like Trevenant. What about Charizard? Charizard, I feel like probably Shadow Charizard is gonna is would be nice because it with the you know Shadow damage it would hit hard on anything and everything. That's something I probably also consider. Um, Can Shadow Charizard take one Rock Slide? From um, Stunfisk. Stunfisk? Probably by not much, I would say. Um, let's see. So if you were to do that shadow, right? You said? Mm-hmm. Um, it does... Ab- no. It, especially if you don't have good IVs, it's 95% to it. So it probably knocks it out. So, so regular can, though. Yeah, it only does seventy eight. So I would actually probably use regular here. Um. Hmm. But yeah, so how much does it do to a regular one? Like, it does eighty percent. Okay. Yeah, eighty percent. Honestly, wow, blast burn does not do as much to a stung fist as I thought it would. 71%. Yeah, I expect and it. Then, it cuz in greatly get pretty much KOs the stung fisk from full. The shadow does 85%. Yeah, that yeah. still wouldn't be enough though. Um <sighs> never mind, never mind. 
Just looking through. Um, I like your Lucario. Okay. So, what about? And I'm gonna go crazy here. I'm I'm just making up a team just because again I'm I'm just trying. It's probably not gonna work, but you can do like a Charizard, Shadow Snorlax, Lucario. Just like an ABB team, like weak to to fighting a little bit, but you do have your your moves to beat fighters as well. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it would be pretty tough because then I would go like if there was like a Steelix lead, then you have to go into your Snorlax. It wouldn't be necessarily horrible, so I don't know. Or you can run ABA line, but I wouldn't suggest it. Um. With all these Steelix and Stunfisk, I mean, I feel like Swampert is going to be very popular, though. So, there is that. I don't know. And then that also brings the, the whole, like, Surfetch with Leaf Blade Encounter. It's really good against Stunfisk and, and um, Scrafty, even, so, and Swampert. I don't know. I'm, I'm really, like, com- like, confused on what to run now. <laughs> Samurai. Samurott. Look at the top of the meta. <clears throat> Do you get walled by? Okay, you don't get walled by that. You get walled by nothing in the top of the meta. Um. Yeah, I mean it has something to hit Trev even with the Mega Horn. So, I mean Samurott, Trevenant, Aurorus. Samurai Trevenant Aurorus. Uh Samurai Trevenant Aurorus. Okay. So if you were to go against any opposing Trevenants. Scrafty would be rough. I mean Scrafty, you do have the Fury Cutter, you stay in whatever, but I think tre- you're in, in a lead of a Trevenant would be potential issue there but i would you could take one move yeah you take one move or you insta swap into aurorus and force them to switch out yeah because then you can get hopefully come in and get your trev with energy in the back um actually i don't i don't i don't hate that line honestly i'm just i'm just here making lines with with any of ash's pokemon so don't don't listen to me I actually was thinking Charizard Snorlax and then Surfetch now. So, oh, uh, actually, wait. So, if you do were to like lead a Surfetch, Pidgeot would eat you because Pidgeot those would be are doing annoying. nothing. <sighs> Back to the drawing board. Yeah, P- Pidgeot. That, that's what's weird about this with Premier not being Premier Classic. You're sitting there, you start thinking of lines, and you're like. I forgot this Pokemon exists in Ultra League. Like I forgot Pidgeot. I forgot Scrafty. I forgot X that you don't see typically in like open Ultra, but are going to be really good in these these leagues. Yeah, if I see a freaking XL Mantine, I'm just gonna flip. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is that? What am I seeing? We're talking here? about one encounter users. Sure. What about S Cavalier? Yeah, Pidgeot's still an issue. Yeah, but it's neutral, I guess. But 
That's kind of why I was going with the direction with with uh, Lucario. But if you go as Cavalier, you should pick up wins against the Steel Boys. You're going to pick up wins against the Grass, typically. You're going to beat some of the counter users. Like Machamp is going to be an issue. Scrafty's close-ish. Mm-hmm. As Cavalier looks good. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't hate it. I there's like there's it. some good potential picks for sure. Hold the phone. I got the answer. Oh, I got God. the answer. Ready? Ready? Chestnut. Hmm. I just want to hear Lyles defend his chestnut in Ultra, in Ultra League. Let's go. Come on, Lyles. Come at me. Wait, come wait. Me. Why, why, why is Ultra League chestnut going to be good in this meta? I need a reason. So it's not. I mean, I don't hate it. <laughs> you wall Stunfisk. I mean, you get super effective versus Steelix. Uh, Pidgeot would be an issue. Actually, but if- yeah, Pidge- P- if you're going to run Chestnut, you have to have a hard Pidgeot answer. So like wall rain or even a nine would be nice. Ooh, chestnut wall rain combo. Um, you can even run. I don't know. Um, like I was making a joke at first, but you're right. He, you could even run the the team that Lyle was using in this. You can use an ice type like uh, chestnut instead of frostlass. You use another ice type, and then Shadow Charizard potentially could be a thing. Maybe. Uh, apparently chestnut loses to Steelix badly. Oh, you definitely have to lead. Psychic lead thing. It. Psychic yeah. thing. You definitely have to lead it, I would say, and then scare them. But yeah, it'd be tricky. It'd be yeah, tricky. So, so yeah, Steelix, S Cavalier, Talonflame all beat that core pretty easily. Hmm. So actually, yep, throw Charizard in there and. That's, It'd be, that's a version of Walt, uh, Lyle's team in Ultra League. Yeah, I th- I think it's it's has potential. Um, yeah, here here's your threats now. Are you ready? Tentacruel, which that is a legitimate threat. Talonflame. That matchup's flippable with even with Walrein, you can beat Talonflame pretty easily. Magmortar and Gothitoil. Uh, that's its threats. Think you seem okay. That might be a core, honestly. Dang it. Why'd we have to go find Lyle? A reason to make Lyle's <laughs> new favorite Pokemon good. <laughs> His new busted Pokemon. Oh, man. I, I don't I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I actually, I think I would consider it, to be honest. Yeah. And it would throw off people, so. Um, I got a high-length Ultra League one. Yeah. And I wouldn't have to build the other two Pokemon, so I'd be willing to do it. Yeah, I mean, again, that line that you mentioned with Samurott wouldn't be horrible either, so. Uh, let's see what the meta shakes out to be. Yep, exactly. Now, all of a sudden, I actually have to care a little bit because I'm, you know, within striking range. <laughs> you you kind of have to know, yeah. It was like, it's like before it was all, all the pressure was off. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not hitting it this season. It, it I'm, I'm having a bad season. It's all good. And I was like, <laughs> oh, crap. I actually had a good week here. Which just funny. goes to show you, it's all, you literally 90% of the time, you're a week away. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like. 
that's what I tell everybody. Like, you just need a good week. And sometimes you even need just a couple of good days. Like, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're 100% <laughs> right. Yeah. The good news is we do have Love Cup coming up soon. And I did really well in Love Cup last time. Did we love the Love Cup? I came, I think, like five points off the leaderboard last time Love Cup was here. I don't. Do you remember your team? Because I don't. Um, Dredagon. Mm. Alola Mola. And was it Wormadam? That does sound familiar. That does. I think the Wormadam does sound familiar. I don't remember what I was running. I'm sure I have like a screenshot of something because I like to. I just to remember Dredagon was really good in the league. Yeah, I remember that too. I just don't know if the meta will, sh- will be changed a little bit. I don't know if they took out Ooh, that. We're not going with quick attack actually could be good in this. Um. Yeah, let's not let's not let's not get too much into it. You know. Ooh, yeah, and we'll talk about that next into week. It. He was about to get into it. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I forgot about the quick attack buff. The meta will shift. Yep. Cool. So we'll see. That gives us something to talk about next week, then. Yep. Exactly. Uh, anything else, GBL gentlemen? No, no. <sighs> Things the question time. I guess we can answer some questions. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Oh, God. Why? Can we just skip this? (laughs) I don't know. Matthew is the... You let us know. We can't. Don't want to, but God, I I don't want to deal with this question. I feel like there's gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be uh, tags this week potentially. Who's your data thirteen? You jerk. Uh, ask rate the following modes of cheating from most outrageous. I think it means egregious. Outrageous, egregious, thank you. To most acceptable, not condoning any or saying you'd use these. Just rate them. So they are spoofing, rocking defit, tracking slash map stuff, third party auto catchers, IV checkers, multiple accounts, selling, buying accounts, running a thanks Obama team in DBL. Matthew, since you said we're going to answer this question, go ahead. You can answer it first. <laughs> okay. Most egregious is running a thanks Obama team in GBL. Um, shortly after that is probably going to be, I would say, to be honest, in my opinion, is a two way tie between selling and buying accounts and spoofing, um, only because like you can spoofers do make like some money by creating accounts and stocking them up with, uh, like regional Pokemon and then people buy them and then trade them over to their main account. Um, so, so that's a thing I would say. Um, uh, by selling, buying accounts, spoofing, I would say probably tracking map stuff, rocking defit. And then uh, multiple counts and IV checkers. 
So auto IV checkers are not breaking are like... the ru- ru- rules at all, according to Matthew Breaker. You heard it here first. <laughs> Wait, did you? Add IV their... checkers. IV checkers are like Poke Genie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you did you include the third party uh, auto catchers? That's what I said. Just... He, that's not cheating at all, according to Matthew oh, Breaker. Oh, okay. Unless no. that's like the, the 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 most acceptable. That's the most acceptable. Okay. okay. I mean the the fact that that you know Niantic doesn't even sell theirs anymore. You know that's the only option you have. <laughs> so I'm going to go running a thanks Obama team. Absolutely. What what are you doing with your life, man? Come on. Um, signing, billing, selling, buying accounts, spoofing. Rocking defit, actually, I'm moving that up higher up the list. That is direct competitive advantage. Um, tracking and map stuff, once again, direct competitive advantage. Uh, multiple accounts, IV checkers, auto catchers. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm sorry, thanks Obama, but you know we got you got to start you off there. Um, so obviously, running a thanks Obama team. Uh, spoofing, selling, buying accounts, uh, tracking, map, uh, mapping stuff, uh, rocking defit, followed by ah, this. This for me is like kind of like what everyone does, anyways. But uh, multiple accounts, third party auto catches, then IV checkers. I feel like this is the most acceptable. Okay, fair, fair. Please don't add us. We didn't want to talk about this. He made us. Add him. <laughs> he made us. He asked the question. Yeah, we we do not condone, you know, violating terms of service. Correct. Correct. Uh, Soren Roses asks, with the addition of primal legendaries and the weather effects during the time their primal forms, do you think that this could spark the start of different types of terrain, like in VGC, where if you have an electric terrain up electric moves do or get a buff keep in mind it's all moves not just your teams Dino, i feel like we've like kind of like vaguely touched on stuff like this um it's possible but i I don't see it any happening anytime soon um maybe that's my guess nah wildcat's like nah I mean, it would be hard because isn't the whole point of their uh, terrain like weather effect for mainly it's for like double battles? Like yes. that's where its primary that is uh, correct usage is. That is correct. It it just adds an additional level of complexity. We were you know we were talking with Steve about the fact that one of the things that's really appealing to go battle is that it's faster and more you know real-time battling the weather stuff makes more sense in the turn-based strategy slow play aspect of the game that's just my two cents so there are already moves in the game file that i don't think are used yet like mega drain or giga drain i know that you've mentioned moves that still hp on the show before like drain punch if they ever created a move like this how do you think it would impact pvp and do you think it gives, if given to less bulky Pokemon, it would make them more viable? I don't think you could give a move like this to a bulky Pokemon like Snorlax, and it sounds game breaking. 
Matthew. Um, I know in the code, Mega Drain and uh, Giga Drain are are in the code. Um, and I think that, um, I I don't think they're going to to do the me- mechanic that they do in the uh, main series game. Um, I think if anything, it would be sort of like a high energy thing to like boost your defense. Um, because that seems to be sort of like the trend that they do when it comes to those kind of specialty moves is either a buff to your attack or, or your defense. Yeah, I, I think you're going to get Mega Drain being kind of moderate energy with a defense buff and Giga Drain being high energy, high damage with a defense buff. Yeah, I agree. I, I, it just makes sense. They, they showed the precedent with Drain Punch because Drain Punch is the yeah. same thing in the main series. Mm-hmm. So I think that precedent has been set at this point. In that same vein, what do you think about m- moves that still energy? It's already complex enough to keep track of energy. I don't think you need to add that complexity. <laughs> like, please to don't. It. Please don't. <laughs> I think we all can agree there. Don't, don't, don't. Look, Soren, I know you are an insane math person that's counting energy in your head like a crazy person. But yeah. The rest of us barely know how to count moves half the time. So <laughs> please don't do that to us. Please, please don't. Can I, can I uh, say the, um, the data mined energy cost? For sure. Mega Drain and Giga Drain. Oh, you got so, you gotta play the sound. Hold on. You got you can't oh, tell oh, the sound. Oh, 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 yep. The following information is not affiliated with or approved by Niantic. Data mining violates Niantic's terms of service and is strictly prohibited. All information is subject to change. If your lure lasts more than six hours, talk to your professor. We miss you yeah, soul. so the the data mine information for for Mega Drain is going to be fifty five energy for twenty five damage, and then Giga Drain is going to be eighty energy cost for fifty damage. So there's no additional oh, God that is like awful. information on that, but it kind of also goes to show that that might be one of those moves that does you know it's it's a high energy count, but it based on the amount of damage it does, it does signal that it's going to be sort of like a buffing type move. Those moves are awful. (laughs) Just trash. Oh, God, no, no. I don't want them anymore. Is there (laughs) something Nyanic could do to increase the different styles of play in PvP, i.e. creating Pokemon that can synergize off each other or have more overt combo plays with each other? I feel like this is another like VGC based question, Matthew. It, I was going to say, like most of these things, like he's asking, which I mean, it's completely normal because like I had a conversation I think with Dom's and this um, other person at, at the last community. They were like, they were saying like bringing in stuff like this into Pokemon Go, which I I felt like it would complicate things a little bit. But I mean, I feel like maybe sometimes maybe that does does that. Do you think that would help like bring people like if you complicate it? I think you're going to actually rent more people out. That's what I'm thinking too. And like, that's why I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if it's because you don't, I mean, you already have VCG. Like the reason for Pogo is like, it's something different. It's not necessarily actually, it's probably not even the same at all. So it, we don't want it. Like we're that. close. It's yeah. Close. 
Well, what about having like instead of this syner- synergies, like having um maybe like a a move on a Pokemon and use it more of like a tech setup piece where it's like you know it power of punches twice boosts attack and then its other charge move is like a new move that allows it to sort of transfer the uh boost onto whatever pass. you switch in yes sort of like a baton pass i think that would be more of something that niantic could do without complicating the game i mean they a lot, had that with also... the bug a while back remember <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know but you know the I, I think that that would be sort of like an, a cool way without adding a, a ton of complexity to it. But it would also allow for um, the staleness of sort of like some metas to be kind of like thrown up because now we're dealing with, um, you know, other things getting like boosts coming in, which is going to change matchups and everything. I just remember from when that bug existed, Pidgeot and Metacham were so broken that it made the game unfun. But that also falls on Niantic to give the the quote unquote like move that that allows you to do that to very specific Pokemon that aren't going to break the game. Yeah, but could you imagine coming in with a Pokemon, even if it's a crappy Pokemon, boosting your attack by three stages and switching into Bastiodon? part of the strategy yeah i just say it, it would i feel like it would oh it would unbalance the meta even more so than it already is like i i get what the, the thought process there is but i don't like it i feel like i'm being very negative today <laughs> no comment <laughs> we're just we're just speculating um next question <sighs> Artemis Dragon asks, what are your predictions, or better yet, your hopes for next season in terms of move pool updates? Not nerfs or buff to anything, but actual move pool updates for some struggling Pokemon being held back. I feel like, I mean, I re- I feel like we discussed it. I mean, he said not moves, but I feel like I'm still stuck on the whole fire, like fire Pokemon. So like if you were to give like a, a rework on fire spin, um, you make fire spin more viable into like a double kick type of like uh, energy gain. You make a low end Marowak a lot more viable. With with just that little bit of a difference, and I'm sure like it would make more maybe uh, Kanto uh, Nine Tails would make it more viable in terms of maybe you get to a Soul Beam, you you get to beam somebody. Um, it just makes there's like a bunch of Pokemon that have Fire Spin that would make it more interesting. Like I mentioned, Nine Tails, Marowak, potentially even Blaziken if you want to. Um, but I don't know. I mean. I also want to make Infernape work a little bit, so because um, it does learn the close combat uh, blast burn. So I think that would be it, or an- another fire move that would help the fire Pokemon that it could be added. Okay, Matthew, what do you got? What are you thinking? Um, I was thinking that they they need to do something on 
a lot of the Pokemon that have like really high attack, like sort of like those glass cannons. I think they need to make a lot more of them viable by giving them quick moves that uh, give them a little more mobility in the game. Um, maybe giving uh counter to some other Pokemon or uh shadow claw to some other, some that have a good mix of energy generation to damage to make sort of those like lower ranked Pokemon um, more usable, or at least give them that extra spice that they can, they can have now. Cause I mean, they added like incinerate onto lit Leo and that really didn't do anything to it, but you put fairy wind on a Galarian wheezing and that thing's like low key a monster. So it's like it's 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 moves like that where I think are adding uh adding uh the ability for people to to use Pokemon that typically get overlooked. I, I like that. Um I don't know. I, I, I was like, when you mentioned something like glass cannons, I thought about Gengar for some reason, but it's just me mm-hmm. always thinking about, you know, Ash's <laughs> But Gengar is very usable because yeah. it's got Shadow Claw and Shadow Punch. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of other ghosts that kind of get shafted. Like, oh. um, I would, you know, and I think that um, by giving them a lot more access to better fast moves, just overall makes uh the meta grow because of the versatility now that you're adding to it. Can can we hope Speaking to see Speaking this- of Ghost, uh-huh. When we get an Aegislash, slash you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I completely forgot about that, honestly. Um Steel Ghost? Yeah. That Jesus. That's you're resisting the the counters. You already resist counter, but yeah, you're well, still well, it's not weak to fighting. Yeah. yeah, that's insane. That's oh my god, that's actually insane. Age of slash oh. win, you cowards. They're gonna give us shitty moves. I'm I'm calling it. That's I'm gonna get so so disappointed. Okay, uh, as far as my answer to Artemis's question, I I will be honest. I I like what they've been doing with minor tweaks to make just enough impact that it changes it up slightly. This goes very similar to what they do with VGC at this point, with the different series and competitive things. If they make a minor tweak each season to add or remove Pokemon from a meta, that's kind of what they're been doing now. They're, they're making slight adjustments based on what people are bringing. I do think that Registeel's Zap Cannon needs nerfed more. It was not a high enough nerf because it didn't affect its ranking at all and it doesn't affect its usability in any form or fashion. I think that's the one that I think they missed a mark on. I don't see it happening because they hit Registeel so many times. They're like, okay, we got to give it a break. Even though, yes, realistically speaking, the the, the Zap Cannon debuff or, or I guess nerf on it, it wasn't significant enough. Um, but I mean, I don't see that. I don't see Registeel getting hit for at least another like two seasons. I don't know. Seeing how popular it is in 
Pokemon plays, that I guarantee you Ninex watching that and seeing the team the Pokemon that are brought, they want that meta to shift each time. It's why, funny. Why else would you increase wing attack's energy? It's funny like, you mentioned that, mention that because change up to the meta. It literally it literally just got back into the play uh you know Pokemon play uh meta literally probably like two regionals ago in San Diego is probably where it started becoming popular again. Before then you barely saw any Registeels. Um but people started catching on. You know, started catching on the Registeel is still good. Like it's not really and it didn't really get nerfed. So, so yeah, I, 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 see I could it. see them touching it actually. I guess okay. we'll see. As someone who GBLs, I personally think that Incinerate did nothing for the Lily family. Oh, hey, okay, there we go. Meteor Beam just looks good on paper. That, sir, you were incorrect on. Meteor Beam's actually a really good move. Only for one Pokemon, though. Auroras mm. is the only Pokemon that could viably get to Meteor Pseudo-Wudo? Beam. Pseudo-Wudo? You are getting. To, you I can mean, get to earthquakes on pseudo Wudo. You can get to meteor right, beam easily. It's just slower. Powder snows adding up. You're getting there an entire like two turns quicker. You are, but you're also counter is a much higher damage move in general. Boost. We all know how good boosted counter is. I won't say it's only on paper. Like Meteor Beam's a good move. It just needs to be given to more Pokemon still. Do um, we all agree though that Poltergeist is an insult to all of us? Yes, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Poltergeist. Yep. Was that's garbage. Basura. Ciao. P.S. Good luck to y'all in Orlando. Don't embarrass me. Why, why aren't you going to be in Orlando? Uh, he has he has something to do with his dad. I think. Okay, fine. I'll let you off the hook. <laughs> Uh, Hatsui and Ryan ask, what are you currently working on in your own gameplay? I'm working on counter-swapping faster and move timing. Dino. Um, I would say, man, there's so many things I'm trying to work on. Uh, definitely, I would say it's probably more energy managing and kind of thinking ahead, um, of like strategizing ahead, like thinking like if like this move is going to help me banking a move is going to help me down the line. Like kind of like it's going to be a little complicated, but it's more of like just thinking ahead. Like a lot of the great players like are 10 steps ahead already when the match starts. And that's one thing that I, I know that I'm not doing yet, which is just, um, which is really hard because you, you got to also count at the same time and you got to try to figure out your game plan. Like, it's not that easy as people say, it's just not tap tap. It's literally memorizing the counts and, you know, seeing if they sort a move, if you sort a move and you make sure if you catch a move or you do a combo play. Like, again, this all like me for me personally, it's just strategizing while I'm playing. Like it's not it's not that easy. I'm once you get the you know once you get it down, it it does become like second nature. Like everything else that you've gotten to that point. Like before, I wasn't able to move you know count uh, moves or do move timing, but it just became second nature at that point. So I think for me, it's it's more of like strategizing ahead while I'm playing already. I think me, slowing down some, not 
going a hundred thousand miles an hour constantly and thinking that fast. Uh, this is something we said to Sor- with Soren last time is when you're playing, you've got to stop and take a second to breathe sometimes because when you start going so quickly, you make mistakes. So just slowing yourself down a little bit and, you know, playing a little easier. That's the main thing. Matthew, what about, what are you working on? Um, it has nothing to do with like my, my actual gameplay, but I'm working on more of like the men- mental side of it. Um, I was, be- I've been doing a couple flash tournaments and I noticed that it, was like my my entire like mental side of the game would sort of start going downhill if you know I lost like two rounds so it's kind of like putting that like behind me um and channeling like uh I've been watching Ted Lasso recently so him you know always saying like be the goldfish because they have like very short term memory oh. so it's just like put put that in the back of of your mind and keep playing so I've been trying to just work on like just being more positive because I know that I could play well. I'm I I like the team that I'm currently using. Um, but you know, I, I have to admit, like after like losing a couple like really close ones, it does, you know, affect my confidence. So just trying to trying to get back to a place where, you know, I, I feel good going into a to a battle. Yeah, it's it's not easy, but um I'm glad that you know it's it first thing is like recognition of like where you can improve. I feel like it's always good cuz we've run we've all run into players that are like no, like I can't do, you know improve in this and stuff like that, but if you don't acknowledge it first, you can't get better. Yeah, fair. Uh anything else before we move on to our last question? No. Let's okay. do it. Kaliti Fitzy ask if you had to forget everything you knew about Pokemon move counts in exchange for all the moves getting updated, changed in any way, would you do it? Tinya? Um, I don't know. Let's see if I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's taken me too long to learn move counts. I'm not giving them up now. <laughs> I'm like, I, I think don't it's think very so. subjective into like, okay, how are they getting updated and changed? Because it's like, if you say yes, and that, then all of a sudden, part, like, part two is if you did, what would you change on the moves? Which moves would you prioritize, and which ones would you leave last as last to change? I'm not, no, I'm not giving. I, I, I finally <laughs> know the know a lot of move counts. I'm not giving I it think, up now. Yeah, I think I'm. No, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I I wouldn't either. I <laughs> I think that. I'll leave the updating to to smarter people than me, but it's it, yeah. it has been a lot of work learning counts. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm still learning. <laughs> I know, I'm still learning. <laughs> Dean was like, here's your homework for regionals. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing with yeah. Astro. I'm like, guys, please, at least this, this. Just give me this. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> yep. I guess that's a show. I guess you're right. Uh, oh, I guess man. we should wrap up. I guess any. I mean, we're we're not three hours yet. What do we What do we do for to kill some time here? Oh, shit. Right. Get to bed early. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> that sounds like great. You win. Let's wrap up. Okay. Before <laughs> yeah. we wrap up, big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. If you would like to support the show, you can for as little as one dollar a month. 
which gains you access to our absolutely amazing Discord. Show notes will be in the er, the, the link will be in the show notes as well as all the links for PKMNcast and Steve. Those will all be in the show notes as well. Support our team, BTW Network Streamers, Lyles Jeff3, Instinct Leader Spark, Confession, Kyle Throws, Evan77713, Mythical Hitch, and Gracie on Twitch. All their links are in the show description. Huge shout out to our Coach's Corner supporters, Clifford Mert, Rescue Go Goat, Eastwood, Mosh Pit, Uncle B Stud, 50, Hasui and Ryan, Shoe Star, Herm13, The Moustached Golem, The Soup Nasty, Ryan Hood, Sasha McGriddle, and O'Graves. Our BTW Legends, Thanks Obama, Kittens and High Five, E110, Day49 Raptor, King Tom, GBL Loop22, and Soren Roses. Our Discord admins, Reyes683, Fish on a Heater, and Lyle Shift3. Uh, for more exciting content, you can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash btwpvp, where we do stream every week. We're trying to get better about that. We've been a little bad lately. Uh, you could check out our YouTube channel as well, BTWPVP Official, where our Getting Good series is now available. Matthew, when's season two coming? Um, I'm actually currently working on that with Soren Roses right now. Boom, look at there. I knew you were. That's why I asked. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Make sure you like, leave a comment on all the videos, and hit that notification bell so you know when we go live or release new content. All those links, of course, will be in the show notes. Uh, you should also make sure you check us out on Twitter. We do post a tweet every so often at BTWPVP Podcast. You can email us, info at BTWPVP. Uh, check out our merch store, Patreon, our friends over at Roundtable Chaddock, all of that on our fantastic website, BTWPVP.com. If becoming a Patreon is not your thing or it's not something you're able to do, you can also help the show by simply spreading the word. Tell a friend or giving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. All of it gives a help and we do greatly appreciate it. And finally, I want to thank you for listening to the BTW, the BTW Beginner to Winner PVP podcast. I'm Dino. And I'm Wildcat Dead 17. Until next time, good luck and get good. I love when Matthew's like, treat me like I'm not here. And I'm like, nah, fam, you, you doing the show with this. Get over it, buddy. <laughs> He's like, oops. <laughs> My bad. Good try. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.